Does he know that we've got... Uh, uh, whoa, 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 bring that down. Bring that. Does he know that we have things going on in the second hour? Like, does he understand? Yes, he does. Okay. He knows he's got 59 minutes now. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Prince Charles is here as well. I am to understand that Drew Forrester is going to join us. Yeah, that's Charles. I'm to understand that Drew Forrester is going to join us, but um, good morning, Drew. That's better than he's offered in a long time, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. That is a serious upgrade from uh, Drew this morning. Uh, a lot to do on the program. Not only is Drew scheduled to join us in the studio, but later on in the show, we are going to catch up with a Baltimore native, Tyrese Chambers, wide receiver for the University of Maryland, transferred in from FIU, Polya alum. Speaking of some local kids, Loyola alum Henry Tolker, who's having a nice season for Navy lacrosse. They're getting ready for Army on Saturday night. And some guy perhaps you heard of, Heston Kerstad, one of the Orioles' top prospects and who has come back with a vengeance since he's been able to return to baseball. Just coming in here and having breakfast. That's I'm hungry. Come to your house and chew gum. I'm hungry. I'm not going to bother you. Who's this guy? I, who are <laughs> you're, you? You're not. That's Charles. Charles, what's up? Yeah, he's 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 around. This my is, name is Charles. Yes. This um, is, I. This is, my right, name I'm going to say my name is Charles. Yes. From the jump, uh, I love the way you came in. You know, you just sit down. <laughs> you own don't, the room. Just don't. Just care. start having breakfast. Don't. I respect it. Charles don't encourage a, him. Charles is a good man. I like don't Charles. Don't encourage him. Like Charles no. is a good. No. Charles is a good young don't man. Don't encourage. Cup of coffee. Him. Just learn. Why did you learn, Charles? He just showed up. You come in. This is how you deal. Showed up. This is how you deal with the chicks. He showed up. Walk in. He showed up late. And you should watch Fast Times up. at Ridgemont High, and you'll Sh- learn from Mike Sh- DeMone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Showed up late. Always play Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I'm not late. Yes, you're late. You're going through your monologue. Show started at 10. <laughs> didn't move it back anytime. <laughs> Showed up late and eating breakfast. It's called fashionably late. <laughs> and they didn't said. have a spoon at Royal Farms. I think they did, but I didn't have time to look. I was in a hurry. Oh, were you? <laughs> I had to get over here to be part so of this. So you could eat your breakfast? To talk about how Memphis won without Jay Morant. Jay Morant. Yeah. There you go. How about oh, that? Jay Morant. <laughs> That's what he's got to offer today. That's what he's got for us. All right. Drew is, Drew is here. Stinks. Well, that's what Dylan Brooks said afterwards. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Brooks was going God. nuts. LeBron is kind of funny now. He, I mean, he definitely I only. I regret it. I regret it. He definitely only tries about we, 26% we, of the time. We had a chance to have a week without him, and we said to ourselves, no. Bring him in. We'll go out. No. We'll go out of our way. He only tries about 26% of the time now. We'll go out of our way. Do you disagree with that? let him come in here. Yes, I disagree. I do that. not. Well, I know you don't. You don't watch any games. I watched four and a half or five minutes of that thing last night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got. Dylan, LeBron's great. Dylan, Dylan Brooks said he's Dylan terrible. Brooks went off afterwards. Said he's old. <laughs> said I don't respect. He is no old. He, does, has he, he never seen LeBron? Like LeBron's going to win three straight now, and well, probably, but like, that was probably always going to happen. Well, yeah, but the forty-point challenge was stepping it a little too far. Like, oh, okay, because you know LeBron, over, will, yeah, LeBron will take now. that personally now, yeah. and we'll just go out and drop forty on him next time, and not bother to pass the ball. It'll be a whole thing. All I right, don't how's remember your, anybody saying this about Jordan. But Jordan was terrible at this point. But I don't remember anyone oh, ever you think saying. They just, because they were just being kind hey, to him. It was like they were Mike. being polite to him. <laughs> you got to give it up, bro. Yeah, right? I don't ever remember well, anybody saying that. A lot of us were. But you're I right. Know. Other players were still showing reverence I watched for him. bits and pieces of, I don't know why I did this again. I watched bits and pieces of The Last Dance. And when they played that game in Chicago, yeah. have you heard about a new show called Cheers? I have, yeah. You want to check that but one when out? They, when, they show, when they talked about, when they played the. 
They played the Wizards in the first round. Remember the dude? What was the name of the guy that scored all the points on him in the first game? Oh, God. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, what was the name I, of the guy? I, I, I don't remember. And they got on the plane, and 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 Jordan said, uh, how many did he have the other night? And somebody said, like, 35. And Jordan said, I'll have that many in the first half. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he did. He goes. had, like, 36 in the first yeah, half. Man. Who was the guy that scored I all the points? I'm never going to remember. I'm never going to remember. That. Anyway. I All took right. that personal. All right. Yeah, he did. He I took, took it personal. They in, they didn't. You want, in, you want to set the meter today? You want to do that, Lamar? I mean, it's cut set it at a hundred. We're not going to do it at a hundred. Do you want to? Do you want to have a legitimate conversation or not? <laughs> You're not I know, still talking I know. about this, are you? Set, hey, calm down over there. Put it at a hundred. Do you want to set the meter? Sure. Okay, but you're not allowed to set it at 100. <laughs> I can set it, but I can't set it yes. up. What, right, what's hang that on, now? Hang on. The Lamar Meter is brought to you today by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. I was just at Glory Days Grill yesterday. I did. I mixed it up. I went with the cauliflower wings, but with Honey Old Bay yesterday was oh the my. play for the cauliflower wings at Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. 93 as of yesterday. The only news, if you want to call it that, from NFL insider Pac-Man Jones, who... Which Pac-Man Jones? Is that lunatic Pac-Man <laughs> Jones? Uh, who ups, who doubles down on his assertions about the Ravens and DeAndre Hopkins by saying, quote, there's a strong possibility, unquote. That uh, strong? Strong. Well, that's, yes. a that's a combination of strong and... And something else. Screwball? I'm not really sure where you were going with that. Kind of. Man Jones. Uh, Doesn't he have a bar to go fight in somewhere? Settle down. He's ma By the way, he's making something with himself. He's raising Chris Henry's kids. He's doing a lot of really good things oh these God. days. Settle down over okay. there. All right? Show some respect. Gotcha. Pac-Man Jones on the Pat McAfee Show, who has been banging the drum for the DeAndre Hopkins to the Ravens for weeks, and we all know who his source is. <laughs> his source is his buddy DeAndre Hopkins. So it's coming straight from him. Now, as I've said a few times, DeAndre Hopkins could very well just be trying to speak something into existence. He could be trying to drum up his trade market by telling his friend Pac-Man Jones to go on the air and talk up the idea of him coming to Baltimore. But why would or, he be doing or that? Any, or any team. But why would he be doing that if Lamar Jackson wasn't going to be the quarterback of the Ravens? So, All right, I'll set the meter. i got two different settings. No, no, no. You have to pick one. My personal setting is I hope it's a zero. Oh, you've gone. I'm that, totally gone done that. with this guy. Good. Get rid of him. Go, go right ahead. Get you play with Ryan Mallett as your quarterback no, next season. I'm, go for that. Enjoy Ryan Mallett it. beat the Steelers. That's one right. Year. He did. When he it mattered. Beat the Steelers. Uh, not for us, but for Lamar. Them. Lamar Jackson once beat the Steelers um, too. Ah, yeah, it wasn't in December. Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> say, it wasn't though. There, were a lot, there was you a lot why? of meat on that bone. Yeah, he didn't no, play. Right? Doesn't play in December. It's it's. You can put it at ninety. What do you have it at? I had ninety three. You can put it at ninety five. Okay. There's right. nowhere. He's not going anywhere. So the only thing that... He, I mean, come on. Uh, it was pointed out Where's to me. Where's he going? It was pointed out to me, our friend John in Little Rock. No, never mind. Put it to 60 then. <laughs> Whatever John says. Well, he, was, he, was, he was putting you over. Oh. Despite the fact that <laughs> you hate good, him. John's personally. a good man. <laughs> I like unbelievable. John. I like John. He was trying to get me to click on your website. Which, like, as you know, I'm morally opposed I like, to. I like John when he sleeps. What, what did John say? John, me in. the other day, um, after the, when I was trying to figure out what the what Jalen Hurts thing meant for Lamar Jackson, said, well, Drew says it's a done deal now, and linked, literally linked to your website like I couldn't find it myself. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm only going to say back, and it's what I said to him then, I said, in, all, in a normal world, because I read what you wrote, and in a normal world, you would have relevant points, but 
I don't know how in any world you could be paying attention to this process and think that any one thing has anything to do with what Lamar Jackson might do in this situation. Like, there's just no world where he's suddenly going to say, well, if Jalen Hurts does this, that means I, he's never paid attention to anything else and continued to just simply say, I'm going to do what I want to do. So is it possible? I guess. But I have no idea what we'd be basing that on at this point. Well, no one wants him. He's not going anywhere. You have no idea. He have any, that's, there's he's two had seven things. weeks to get somebody to want him. Right, no, no, no. You're, you're saying it's for this season. Right now, given the parameters. No, no, I'm talking I, about right. The, right, I, yes. I mean, no, he's not going anywhere. And the Ravens know but, that. But you didn't, and he knows but that, you, too. What you wrote wasn't about this season. What you wrote was about him coming back and doing a deal. Well, correct. I, I'm saying he the, – the, if you were – I used the chess analogy. He is at checkmate. No. He doesn't have any – sure. Yeah, his, his still, the leverage he still has is to say, I'll just take play for two seasons and I'll hit the open market. That, that's okay. It's, that, it's not okay. You can't lose your quarterback and get nothing. Okay, it's but – It's not okay. He, he, <laughs> But he's for this season. I'm just talking about for this season. Right. But there's a he, big... he's a checkmate. He either signs this deal with them, right. or he doesn't sign the franchise tender and he sits out. I. What good's that do him? Well, I don't, I don't disagree. What good does with that you. do him? Unless for whatever reason he's decided that's just the way it's going to uh, be. Okay, but that doesn't I, do him any good. You say not that. Playing. I don't know what some. I, to try to figure out what this guy cares about is a very difficult thing to do. I. I I guess I get it. What you're saying is there's no he, tangible benefit from it. I don't disagree with right. you. He doesn't, but if he doesn't have anything, if he doesn't have he any cares, options. If what he cares about now is proving some sort of point, he has every right to do that. Yeah, he might, right? He might. I, that, I don't. That might be what he's trying to do. I can't judge any of it because I don't get it. But that's everybody's right. By the way, we went from eating breakfast to reading a magazine. I'm looking that's, to see if my name's mentioned in there. Nah, I don't think you got it. I, I don't think you got a shout out. I'm going to issue of Pressbox. 95%. That's where Drew Forrester is on the He's going to be playing on opening day. For if sure. I did this on Monday. If the question was, he's the week one quarterback in 2024, where would your number be? Mm. I mean, part of that would be predicated on, does he do something goofy this year, like sit out? Versus, does he begrudgingly play for only $32 million, Which I have no idea how on earth you... You could you could lower yourself to doing that. Well, he's like, I, and I've said a million times he's not going to do. Yeah, that. you can't. No way you can ask a man to earn thirty two million in one year. Right, that's an outrage. It's tough. Um, it, it, if if he plays twenty twenty three, and if there's somebody that knows about Mark Drew's market value is like I don't know twenty six thousand a year, I'd say in that roughly. range. But I wouldn't work for that <laughs> right. for long. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, I. I think he's going to be the quarterback in 2023 and 2024 because I think they're going to sign him. He's going to sign with the Ravens. I've been saying that forever. I'm going to keep saying that. He's going to sign for them. Why it keeps getting dragged on like this and on and on and on and the whole thing, if, if, if all these reports are true, and nobody knows if they're true, but if all of this who struck John about the, the, the guaranteed deal and all that, you're not getting a guaranteed deal. Just sign this thing and let's Make your two hundred million or whatever it turns out to be. Yeah, so I, you're not getting. He's it. not doing that now for sure. The part that nobody you, you keep. But I, I would say what I would my meter to, is high for twenty twenty four because I think he's going to sign. I, I am I am more convinced. I don't know if I'm more convinced. 
I am as convinced as ever that it's still possible that he just does the two franchise tag bits and tries to get the true free agency because as much as everyone wants to portray it as nobody wants him, we all know the truth. Nobody had a chance at getting him this offseason. The Ravens were not moving on from Lamar Jackson Did you, this Do they not want him because he's because of the, the collateral they have to give up or because of what they want to pay him? Because they didn't have a chance to get him. There was no opportunity to get Lamar Jackson this offseason. Because you're saying the Ravens would have matched The Ravens it. made it abundantly clear. Everything they did, they were never allowing Lamar Jackson to leave this offseason. So was, you're saying the only way he leaves is if he can get, stretch this out to get to be a free agent. Correct. That's yeah. the only chance for him to figure out if a team wants him I mean, him I think in that case— And by the way, it's possible that at that point he'll find out a team doesn't want him at the number he wants. That's uh, totally possible. Well, sure. Like, but I think, I'm not— but, and it's but to weird judge this, it now and to say nobody wants it, we have no idea because the Ravens didn't allow for there to be an opportunity for someone to tell them if they wanted him or not. Well, they didn't because that's what the CBA allows for. I'm not it's nobody. Not, I'm not blaming yeah. the Ravens. Right, I'm not right, saying right. they they did what they had to do because they decided he wasn't going anywhere. Right. Else. What's weird is how this is different than baseball. In, in baseball, at in in baseball, and I, Machado would be a good example for this. Like if Lamar right now, right now. If Lamar said to the Ravens, I'm telling you guys right now on April the 20th, I am not resigning here. Mm-hmm. I'm playing these two years out, and then I am going to go be a free agent, and I am not resigning with you. In baseball, if that happened, the team would say, well, then we probably got to move you. Correct. I mean, right? It's weird how, for some reason in football... Well, the, you see, the, the weird thing was the Orioles did that with Machado, not the other way around. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm uh, saying, but... Yeah. but and, the Orioles say, come or hell or high water, you're not signing here. But he might... Right, but... But be, but the reason they did that was because they knew he was going to command a massive amount of money, right? And they didn't want to be a player in it. That, that's it worked, why. Well, it worked out really well. For no, them. no, no. But that is well. Right now it might be. I don't know. But it. But that's why they did it, right? But we all knew two years in advance. Now they waited a, an extra year. Why they didn't move him yes, and, in year four and a half right. instead of year five and a half is beyond anybody the other way around. Three and a half, four and a half, or whatever. Well, right. four and a half, five and a half. Why they didn't move him the June prior to that is totally weird. Why they waited it out, no one knows. But in football, for some reason, and I guess maybe it's got something to do with the franchise tag, but in football, for some reason, we don't we, we, we just don't have the same purview of it like they do in baseball. Like if Lamar said to the Ravens right now, I don't want to be there in two years – I want to go sign somewhere else and be a free agent. If he said that, you, your response probably would be, well, then we'll just move you now while we have some value for you, while we can get something for you, yeah. if you can. Mm. But in baseball, we're ready right away. As soon as you say, I, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to be a free agent. And you know what's going to, this is, unless they sign him, well, and you hope they do sign right. Rutschman, but you know this is exactly what's going to start bubbling with Rutschman, mm-hmm. if not been, next year. We've been talking about it. The year after, but yeah. it probably will be as early as next year. People are going to say, are you going to give that kid $400 million for 10 years to play baseball? And if you aren't, he he's gone. So what are you going to get for him? Like Now, that next year might be one year too early, but it'll certainly be in 25. You'll start saying... Is this dude going to resign here or not? Oh, I don't. I don't know who's waiting until twenty twenty five. We started wait? having this conversation. Right? Now. Why would you wait? You well, because they would say because we we're going to attempt to put together a window to win with them, and I do think there are multiple different conversations there. Let's just say 
the Ravens have been told by Lamar Jackson that he's not going to sign. They still then have to measure, do we have a chance to win something now? The Ravens know what everybody else knows in football, despite the fact that, again, some teams don't bother anyway, which is if you have no quarterback, you have no prayer, right? Like, you're irrelevant. You, well, we had you, Flacco and we won. That, that's true. They had a, a decent quarterback then, right? Mm-hmm. The era has changed. Look at the he AFC. He was elite. It, it's, it's a great point. He was elite. He did win a Super Bowl. Now look at, sure but interestingly heard. enough. And again, the nope. NFC might feel differently at the moment because in the NFC, it's not loaded at the quarterback position at the moment. You feel like you could survive the without Eagles, having The Eagles got level. to the Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts. I, they think very highly of him. I know. For what it's worth. They think but he's like, outstanding. But a year ago, if yes. a year ago today I would have said Jalen right. Hurts is going to sign for $250 million, you would have said, said nuts, right? no I chance. Agree. I agree. Well, they also gave him really good wide receivers. It's a novel concept that you know maybe some other teams should consider. Um, but the point being, like in the NFC, maybe you feel, maybe you feel like in New Orleans you have a chance. With Taysom with, Hill and some well, other. They have Derek Carr now. I know it's, it was in all the papers. I'm surprised you didn't read it. Um, Taysom Hill probably. <laughs> They do love Taysom Hill. You're not wrong about Actually, how is Taysom Hill not in Denver already? How has that not happened? I assume that's got to happen at some point soon. There's no chance he doesn't end up in Denver. In the NFC, you might feel like you have a prayer. In the AFC right now, you have no prayer. No prayer of being relevant without an extremely high-level quarterback play because you're staring down murderer's row You've got at the quarterback Burrow. position. Yes, Burrow, yes, sure. Allen, yeah, right. No, 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 you got Burrow. It's uh-huh. like um, in Ted Lasso. We, we already, oh, is that what you're doing now? Yeah, remember? Zorro. That's the bit you're doing. No, no, Zorro. Yeah, right. Did you watch, Not, did you watch this week's yet? I haven't, but don't Oops. tell me. It, it's jumped the shark here the last couple of weeks with the girls kissing, and which was kind <laughs> of a problem with girls. Was kind of interesting. Well, we've had <laughs> boys, we've had boys kissing right. and girls kissing right. so far in three episodes. Right. Um, we had Zava, Zava Zava quit. Yeah, Zava quit. We knew yeah, that, that was happening. This it's week, all set this up. This week was wild, man. Don't and say a word. All I'm going to tell you is they went to Amsterdam this it, week. <laughs> don't say a word. They went to Amsterdam. It all set. And you know, it's all setting up for Jamie Tart to somehow go. Comes down to Jamie Tart versus Nathan Sherry. By the way, the girl that Nathan finally bagged from the t- t- um, mm-hmm. Thai restaurant, mm-hmm. good move for him. Well, we, that don't, we a, don't know that's a done deal. That yet. girl's a cutie. We, I don't disagree with She's it, a winner. we don't know that. She might have just been feeling sympathy for I'd her. like to punch him right in the face, though. Well, I don't disagree with you on that. They did a nice job with that character. But I've told you a million times before, it, the redemption story is always going to be his. It's always going to be I'm going to punch him right in the face it's if always he, gonna if he, come back to him if he hurts end. Ted. You've really already, worked up about that. Already did hurt Ted. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> significantly. Anyway, he was the one that Zorro. went to a It's Burrow. Well, he's right, Van Dam actually. It's yeah. Burrow. All right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the moral of all this being where did Hakeem Hart go? So, Kansas. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, enter the draft. Huh? What are yeah, entering the, enter the draft? So am I. Yeah. Oh Lord. Who told? Where on earth? We're having it. We're trying to have a conversation. Where did just said, Hakeem Hart? Where did Hakeem Hart go? He could be like anyone cares. Like there's any I don't on know the if you know or not. that's it, concerned about Maryland's the school, right? But he doesn't school. play there anymore. No one cares. Like, and please, by all means, go to Kansas. Lord. Go right ahead. Enjoy where is Livingston there. going? The big, what? the big boy. Where's he going? Yeah, where's he going? <laughs> Pay attention, Charles. This is high level stuff we're doing here. <laughs> what are we? I can only stay to eleven. The slander by the way. for poor okay. Kim Hart. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh God. You, should, only stay you sure you don't need to duck out a few minutes? No, I can only stay to 11. Sure Where's he going, Dickinson? Out. Kansas giving him the most I money? I assume. Would you like to be in those Fun conversations? Assume. Fun <laughs> fact, I went to elementary school with Hunter Dickinson. Oh, Did that. you really? I am convinced I threw him his first alley-oop. 
We had a six foot rim. Let me tell you about him school. Quick. You could pass this on. Do you know how to get almost a certain? Still? Yeah. He's a loser. <laughs> hey, tell yeah. him Drew said that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> tell him. You tell him. You get a hold of him and you tell him. He got big what? time. You know. Loser. All right, Turgeon was right. I need. Turgeon was right. By the way, Turgeon put together the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Boy, he really molded them. No doubt. Thank Mark Turgeon for that. How good are they, by the way? Um, How good are the Kings? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. All thanks to Mark Turgeon. Without Mark Turgeon, they'd be nothing, the Sacramento Kings. Expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels heating, A.C., plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. AC season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts it's are here. available. More at AJMichaels.com. I don't disagree. It is definitely AC season. In, in the, the, the heat rises in our house. It is time to turn the AC on. That is a fact. All right, Lamar Meter, 95%. Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. I actually don't even have a I'm not even going to fight him about it. I was going to go to 94, so 95 is, is fine with me. Um, so let me go back to the DeAndre Hopkins conversation. I'm here. I, why I'm would listen. I interrupt? Him? No, I'm listening. Why would I interrupt? It's important. Him? Somebody's checking in to tell why, me why you should I? do the show instead of Glenn. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know that that's next week. Next week, he's just going to come in with his own book. He's just going to come in, maybe to some swings in while he's sitting here. We're just going to continue to do that. Is it the president? Is that what you're dealing with? No, I'm just no. dealing with somebody making fun of you, and I'm like, Glenn no, knows what he's talking about. Eh, well, that hang on, I might agree with them. Actually, that might be the case. Does the DeAndre Hopkins thing is fascinating to me because one, the only way it seems like it could possibly be done is if the Ravens get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson has said, "You get DeAndre Hopkins, then I'll come back to the table," maybe there is an argument for just to get this thing over with. It's worth doing whatever at that point. I know that everyone is convinced that the price is not all that significant, right? Like I saw Bill Barnwell suggest that you could maybe swap your first for their second. If you throw in a fourth or something like that. Okay. And that that sounds like a reasonable price to pay. You, you all, I think the Ravens are going to try to move back anyway. Now, they'd be giving up another pick, so they'd be down to four picks in this process, and you know there's just no world in which they want to do that. But would you rather them go after DeAndre Hopkins or say, no, this isn't the right way to do business, even though I know you say all the time, the only way they've ever found wide receivers is trading for them. But to put all of their eggs in the basket of multiple 30-plus-year-old wide receivers seems like a, 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 a questionable move. I would agree. I mean, but you're, you're, you're still looking at whatever, whatever they do at this point. They, they have Beckham. To whatever degree you're confident in Bateman, I, I still think – Bateman is a wild card because he's of his injury issues. But you have those two. You have um, Duvernay. You, you still need somebody else. I mean, you can't. You're not. This is. You're not getting by with these. You're not getting by with these three, particularly with those two that are legitimate. Because there's just no possible way you can have confidence they can both play 16 games. Like they, I'll take that. Well, there's they play no 17. Uh, 17, Lord, right. There, there's no way that they're playing all the games. So you need somebody in there, right? You, and I get it. And I have always said, like, 30, 31 seems to be the magic number where they start to, you know, show their show their wear and tear. But if you can get him, I still think – I guess the only question you would have is 
how unsettling would it be to Beckham to for them to get Hopkins? And this goes into the whole diva wide receiver mindset thing. Like, does he get pissed off at that? Is he okay with it? He's got fifteen million. I know. I hear you say that, but these guys are insane. I know. You know that. Well, they're like, insane how, about how do they? How does he react if the Ravens get Hopkins? Because you know, in his mind. I'm going to go to Baltimore. I'm going to be the number one guy. They're going to throw me the ball, you know, nine times a game. I'm going to catch a bunch of passes. I'm going to catch 12 touchdowns. I'm going to become a name again, air quotes. And, you know, I'm going to go get a three-year deal for $45 million because I have a great year in Baltimore. Like, that's how he's thinking. Maybe. I also think it's possible this sure could be Sure, that's how he's thinking. Well, you say that, except that there's also the possibility this is a LeBron James, Dwayne Wade type of deal where Lamar Jackson— I'm not saying it couldn't work. I'm no, just no, no, saying— No, hang on. His friendships— the reason why Lamar Jackson allegedly went back and said to the Ravens, hey, go get me Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, is because he talked to those two guys, and those two guys said, hell yeah, let's go play together with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and we'll try to put together some sort of super team, a la the Miami Heat once upon a time, where okay. I, I don't know if that's the case, but it's weird that Lamar said, go get those two guys. If that's true. I, okay, look, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Here, that. Here's what I'm going to say about that. You're mm-hmm. not going to like what I have to say about that, but I'm, here's what I'm going to say: the the notion that the notion that he could that he would have given the Ravens some sort of demand would have would then mean if in some way, shape, or form, Lamar said to Eric, I, I, "Part of the deal here is you need to go get these two guys." You're presupposing then that he speaks to them. Which he never does. Well, there's. They've had one conversation, and it happened when Eric got on a plane and flew to Miami, was supposed to spend the day with him, had lunch with him, and Lamar said, I got somewhere to be at four o'clock. And Eric got on the plane and flew back home. So they. They don't ever have a conversation with this dude. This is the only way they have a conversation. But that's that's conversation now. Like oh, that's, okay. That's what but that is. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't think, in, I, maybe I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I. I don't know how you would ever find the answer out to this. I have zero belief that Lamar Jackson would ever say to the Ravens specifically, go get me those two guys. I have zero. I'm a zero. You want to I, put the meter, I would be zero. I, it's, that's, that's well now, and good. Would, would Lamar I, say to them, I, don't, I, I don't, want help? Would Lamar say to them, go get me wide receivers? Um, maybe. But it, it's counter to the whole notion that Lamar is signing here for if the Ravens walked in tomorrow and said to Lamar, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you $300 million. We're going to give you 200 and whatever million of it guaranteed. Come in and sign, or we'll give you all of it guaranteed. Come in and sign it today. By the way, we're going to give you the $300 million and the $300 million guaranteed. It's the biggest contract ever, but we don't have any players for you. Lamar would say, what time do you want me to be there? Well, I don't disagree with that. So this is I, not, I, I say this is not about... Lamar going in and stomping around and saying... But it's a fallacy to suggest that by... This is the nonsense that we say, where we say, well, once you sign your quarterback, you can't have any players anymore. That's not true. Uh, Okay, but... It's patently untrue. uh, It's just the type of nonsense thing we say. I get it, but I'm not... But the, the idea that Lamar would take... Way better players and less money. But nobody is said. A joke. No one suggested that. No one has said that he would. Well, take you are money. by inference. What do you mean? You're it, the the idea that he would say, "Go get me better players first, and I'll sign." I he he's all he's interested in is 
signing the biggest deal that he can go sign. And if they don't have any players, but he gets that deal, he's signing. I don't dis. You, I'm not. You're saying two different things. I don't disagree that if the Ravens were to offer him that type of deal, they're not offering him that type of deal. And maybe the path to I'll take the lesser deal that I don't want to take is, but I'm going to still try to use the leverage that I have, which is, again, you need a quarterback this season. You can't not have me play this year or you're effed. So you want me to show up and play. This is what you're going to go do to get me to show up and play. And I would think that he would say to them, I want to have better players. But to think that he stomped in there and said, you get me these two guys, I think that's... That's just outrageous. I don't, don't get, look, man, whatever your opinion is about Michael Lombardi, I also don't think he flatly makes that up. Michael Lombardi is a extremely plugged in Well, there person. are only two places he could hear that from. Well, With any legitimacy. I mean, they could hear it. Uh, you could hear it from a secondhand source, obviously. There's, but there's only two places that that story could emanate from. Well, okay, but we also... Lamar or the Ravens. It, it, unless, for some reason, Bill Belichick told him that. Unless for some reason Bill Belichick said, look, I've been trying to talk to Lamar. Lamar's not coming here, and this is what's going on there. And Bill Belichick and Michael Lombardi, we happen to know, are extraordinarily close. So, well, How would Belichick know that? Because, because Belichick you know, could have talked to Lamar. The, okay. I, I don't know if you okay. heard that like, oh, okay. the, the Patriots could be in on Lamar Jackson, and he could have been told. That's what I said from the beginning. Right. I, I thought he would go there. I, and I don't, again, I'm not but, saying I know any of these things, but I can do some simple math to say who is Michael Lombardi's closest confidant in all of football, and is, is it logical that that person could have been talking to Lamar? Yeah, I can make all that math work, and I could f- totally find it possible that it all could play out that way, that Lamar could be saying, look, this is where we are. You want to talk to me? We'll talk. But I ain't doing this thing anymore where you don't bother to give me any wide receivers. I just I don't think those that's days his, are over. I don't think that's his mentality. That's just my opinion. Well, it hasn't been his mentality. His mentality, his mentality has been to be a good person. I just, and to, right. I just want to play football. Give me my $300 million. I don't care if we got Charlie Brown out there. But if just give me my money. But if they're trying to negotiate against him by saying, well, you haven't put up the production of other players, at some point, does he not have the obligation as a negotiator to break and say, because you've been giving me garbage to throw the football to. Watch what you say. That's about right. James Porchet. Great point. He almost caught the game winning. It's got his name right. It's Porsche. He almost caught the game winning touchdown. That's right. He almost did. That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, he almost think did, about it. He almost did something once. That's a he great point. He almost caught the game At winning. At some point, as a neg- if I'm doing negotiations, I'm going to say back to you. Oh, by the way, all of this that you're saying is right. All of it. And this is why you should have somebody who knows what they're I doing. I don't disagree doing with it that. for you. I don't disagree you're right. with that. You you could do this as dumb as you are. Right. And Perry Hall. I, I'm not going to disagree with that you either. Could, right. You could do this. All of us could do this. Well, those two couldn't. But uh, you know. and I could. Charles um, maybe. Charles is a smart guy. Where'd you go to high school? It was, Some highfalutin place down in DC. Yeah. Basically. In Northern Virginia. Northern yeah. Virginia. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we'll we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, uh, Garrett, not so much. Right. Correct. Um. But anyone could do this. No disrespect to the girl that did it for Jalen Hurts in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone can do well, this. Well, she did it despite the fact the Eagles gave him wide No, receivers. no, no, but I'm saying like, anyone can do this. She still managed to get him all you the money just, and make him that valuable. You, you just have to be able to, as right. an agent, you've got to be able to sift through what your client believes and what the truth is. And you have to be able, I did this, I sat in rooms with these guys and told them what I thought of their players, and they did exactly what you just said and to me. Did Billy Ronson get us $200 million yeah, fully right. guaranteed? And they, and they, rest in peace, Billy, they, um, 
did a nice job, by the way, making fun of a dead guy. I'm not making fun um, of him. I love Billy Ronson. <laughs> so they, so you, you the, and this is where the players who do it are really, really rolling the dice. Because they don't, and this is not a criticism, it, it's the way they're wired. Players don't have the ability to make an honest assessment of themselves. They just don't. Because they, they see things in the, in the image that they want to create and they want to portray. And that's why you need someone that they trust, and that is not an easy thing to do. Right. You, you need someone that they trust who says, and he's, he's a good example like of this, He's a very good example because he has I, – I, I'm just making these numbers up. If you put the left side of the ledger sheet had all of Lamar's positives and on the right side of the ledger sheet you put all of Lamar's negatives, his positives are 17 to 4 or whatever. Like his positives far outweigh his negatives. But the negatives matter and the club then portrays them – in, in the you know in the most in the most spotlighted fashion they can to say it's all what aboutism yep yep you do these 17 things great but what about these the players very rarely ever admit to any of the negatives but the agent if he's good or she's good has the ability to say look I'm just telling you I know you want 300 million I hear you and I know you think you're worth it but here's why you're not going to get it Here's why. So here's what you're worth to me. And I'm going to go try to get you 275, but you might have to settle for 260. Let me get you the extra 15 million dollars. Like I I've I'm just saying that's the uh, I, I I dealt with I had an agent I, I understand. when I was in the soccer business and I only had one real team that when I got out that wanted me and I said to the guy that was representing me who's actually in Baltimore, I said for me to move to Buffalo this is what I would need. Right. Here it is. This right. is what I would need. And he immediately said, well, you're not going to get that. And I said, well, then I'm not moving. Yeah, you're good. And, and, and look at it. You're killing it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and right? he came back to me and said, hey, look, I had a preliminary discussion with them. I, I think, you know, I think I can get you somewhere in the neighborhood of that. But I don't think I can. And, and that's how it goes. Like you, and But when you're doing it yourself, right, and in Lamar's case now, there is probably almost no argument that he's looking at this far more now from 35,000 feet saying, I dug in, and if I give in at this point, it looks like I screwed this thing up. That would be what I would say. Like, he's digging in for better or worse, and maybe it winds up being for better. I, but, I, I, but I think part of this now is just I'm not – Losing. Well, I think that has to be part of it because he's been hearing this yes. for six weeks. Right, dude, you screwed this up. Right, you should have had an agent. But no, the, I shouldn't. But have. the interesting part about that is still the offer that's on the table is still the second most guaranteed money. It's still more guaranteed money than Jalen Hurts got. Like that's well, you so, assume that's still on the table. I, I, mean, I mean, if, yeah. they, if they're trying to negotiate him with him now, they might as well go ahead and trade him. But I'm like, just saying, you assume they, that's they, still on the but table. But then, then he's then there's not going to be a deal done. I mean, like it's just not going to happen okay. if they try to take that deal off the table. They're not going right. to get a deal done. Like he's just going to say, "Forget it. I'll go to free agency." At that point, you're not going right. to you're not going to try to f with me that way. There's a, an agent would tell him to do that at that point. If they tried to pull back the offer they made, an agent would say to him, "No chance in hell. You're signing now." Right. You're going to go ahead and play this out for two years and go to free agency and deal with it then. Uh, but the point being, he's got the ability to turn around to you and say, what do you know? You're telling me I need an agent. 
I did better than Jalen Hurts has done. What are you talking about? I need an agent. Well, you don't have a contract. That's fine. You haven't signed. But that's what he would say to you is that I because I didn't want to. An agent's not going to make the difference to that. I've got more guaranteed money. I still agree with you. I still think you should have one. But we can't ignore fact when we give that opinion. The fact would still be he had a better fully guaranteed offer on the table than Jalen Hurts got. That matters in this conversation. I don't know how, why and how the Eagles even gave him that much money, but that's neither here nor there. I, I'm not. I mean, if they can keep their wide receivers around, I think they're going to be just fine. They've got to figure out if they can keep those wide receivers around. All right, uh, when we come back in, we're going to talk about the Orioles, who didn't allow a run for two games, which is nice because we well, thought— basically three games. If you think more or less, right? It was the first inning on Sunday. Yeah, it's more the better part yeah. of three games. Well, I, I got my tickets. You're going this weekend? No, playoffs. Oh, okay, very good. There's Drew. Well, uh, we'll talk. I called it from the beginning. We'll talk about that. And for whatever reason, I'll let Drew chime in on the uh, cockamamie rules that the Atlantic League is going to try this year. Hey, Osei, have you seen what all of Tiger? Mar- no. What about Tiger? Oh, he had surgery. What do you want to say? Is he done? Is it over? Yeah, it's pretty close. All right. Well, I mean, it was pretty close I mean, to that beforehand. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. Meaning, is he going to play? No. Is is he going to play? Is he doing this to try to in an effort? This is to the, say this is the last chance. Yeah, for me to, to say like next year. I need to play in eight events. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to figure out a way. I can't keep... He's got to do his video game thing, doesn't he? I can't keep doing this, though, where I play an event, where I play the four majors. Like, that's not going to work. Is that what he's doing? Or is this a quality of... Anybody that's ever Just had sort plantar, of acknowledging... Anybody that's ever yeah. had plantar fasciitis knows that in the immediate... Same thing with gout. In the moment that you have those two conditions, if someone... Same with a kidney stone. If someone came to you and said, I can do a procedure on you that you'll never have gout again or you'll never have kidney stone again or you'll never have plantar fasciitis again, in that moment, you would say, I'll lay right here on the table and you can cut me open. In the moment you're experiencing that pain. I get it. Because I've had them all. I get it. You would say, now, the fortunate thing about gout is they've created a medication you can take that pretty much eliminates it. But the other ones, plantar fasciitis, you can't get rid of it. So if... If this is a quality of life thing for him, I totally get that, 100%. And just saying, look, this is it. I, yeah. I, like, I'd rather, I, don't, I'm I don't ever want to deal with this again. Right. And you can't play golf with it for sure, right. as you saw in the final few holes of the Masters. So I, I, I do think he's done. I, I hate to say that. I think he sees Mickelson, and, and this goes back to this commentary a minute ago about Lamar and well, not about Lamar, about all athletes globally, world class athletes. They they never think it's over. They they're never willing to admit they've lost it. They're a case in point, like Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Playing around there with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. They they never they never want to admit it, right? Tiger sees Phil and says, dude won the PGA at fifty one. Yep. Just finished. Contended at the Masters, at the Masters yeah. this year. If he doesn't play poorly on Thursday, he might have won. Um, has changed his body. He's he he. I, I, if Phil can do that, I, mean, I used to beat Phil with one arm. Right. If Phil can do that, I can do it. What Tiger's dismissing is that Phil is. If you took the, if you took a fifty-three-year-old a synopsis of all the fifty-three-year-old men in the country, yeah, he's Phil, about as healthy as one hundred percent. Tiger, if you took a synopsis of the forty-eight-year-olds mm-hmm. in the country, he's in the bottom ten percent. Yeah. yeah. No, so I get it. I get it. I, I think he sees Phil and says, "Man, if I could, if I could get healthy, I could do what he's doing." I don't see that. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I, is it over? 
he could always win at Augusta. That's the one place he could always cobble together three or four good rounds at Augusta. But other than that, I think it's over. All right. Was, he you, was pretty good, by the way. Who? Tiger. I mean, given in, in, he was in pretty context. Good. He was pretty good for a while. Yeah, I don't right? know if you remember. Yeah, I, I heard, I, well, yeah. I barely remember. Yeah, right. yeah, barely right. remember right. at this point. Right. Hey, Osei, have you seen all of Maryland's minor league baseball parks? Pressbox is giving you the chance to check all of them out this summer. Head over to PressBoxOnline.com slash contests right now and sign up to win four tickets to each of the local minor league baseball teams plus one easy pass Maryland on-the-go transponder preloaded with $25 and a $50 gas card from Royal Farms to help you get around to all those parks. Must be 18 or older to enter. The sweepstakes ends June 14th. Get over to PressBoxOnline.com slash contests right now to sign up. Drew's here. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like Birds Are Coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports. Sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adelaide, Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge. 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? Back in here on GCR Baseball Season, it's the first time ever in the state of Maryland where you can bet on your phone on baseball. So make sure you get to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers in order to sign up for the best offers and incentives. For Like, you know, for example, you can get $1,000 in a deposit bonus match plus a $50 free bet from DraftKings. But you can only do it if you go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Clink, clink, clink on the link. Click clink, on the Clink link. on the link. Click, clink on Be the link. Be careful what you say there. You're getting Man, close I, to some bad. 
bulging, a bulging, a bul- uh, yeah, it's right. a bulging. Right. Say, be careful. You people um, have that trouble. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Drew's here. Wouldn't Max Scherzer get thrown out for last night? So. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't see it. Did you hear the whole it. lengthy saw- explanation afterwards? No. So uh, he said he was told that he, like the first time that his hand was a little too sticky to go in and wash it off. Okay. So he says he did, and he used. Well, you, you've had that problem. I've certainly had that problem before time or two in my life. But I don't want to. So is right. Charles. So is Charles. <laughs> but I don't want to say anything about you two. Easy over there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so he says he Charles did. Like, what's that mean? He he said he went back in and he washed it off with alcohol, and then put rosin back on, and then they said it was even stickier after that. So he's trying to suggest that he did everything based on what they told him to do, and so in other words, you had a substance on your hand to help you grip the ball. Better, and that's the weirdest they, part about they it. You. They were like, "This is the Garrett Cole thing all over." You got to give Garrett Cole credit. Of right. all the pitchers in baseball, you got to give Garrett Cole the most credit. Every year when they come up with a new rule to keep the pitchers from cheating, yeah, he's always he always beats it. Step ahead of him, no question. Yeah, this about this that. year it's unbelievable. No. I've no idea where he's hiding well, it. But you keep saying cheating. Remember, a lot of the hitters were not in favor of this. They didn't right, they want w- you, right, 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 because you've got so Scherzer better- had a substance on his hand, got caught. They told him to go clean it off instead of throwing him out. Right. They said, "Look, we know who you are." We we don't, this but is there's, apparently you're legally allowed to use the rosin. So I, and then the the umpire afterwards was very Donald Trumpy. The umpire afterwards like it's the stickiest we've ever seen anyone. It's the stickiest. It's the st- I've never seen anyone this sticky. It was they were crying mega sticky. It was mega sticky. Everybody was saying, "Sir, it's so sticky in here." Right. Like you, you got the stickiest hands I've ever seen in my life. Right. right. What a bizarre. So, Bizarre but you know scenario. they said to Scherzer, like, dude, we don't really want to throw you right, out right, because we can't. You're Max Scherzer. Right. So go clean it up a little bit. And Scherzer's like, I, I, I don't, don't know, know if you know who I am. Right. I'm Max Scherzer. I can do whatever I want. Right. I don't know, That's dog. pretty funny. I have no idea what to make of any of I'm still it. outraged so he's, at the Nick Castellanos thing from two weeks ago. Oh, yeah? You're still? I'm, I, I am apoplectic about that. That so, umpire should by, be punched by, in the face. By the way, did, did you see the thing with uh, Bellinger on Friday night? No, but don't oh, show. Drew. No, don't. Drew. If it's going to make me mad about umpires, don't do it. Oh, man. I want to shoot these guys to the moon. Every so, single one of them. So Cody Bellinger, of course. Don't show me this. Settle down. Settle down. Came back to uh, Los Angeles. Uh, okay. Where he, of course, helped the Dodgers win a World Series. Who, who's he with now? The Cubs. Right? Cubs, yeah, Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Yeah. Right. So he comes back to L.A., and everybody there is very excited to see him. So they, what do they do? Don't show me this. They give him, of course... A standing ovation, oh, which is oh, beautiful, well, right? Like they should. It's exactly what you'd expect in his first at bat back. So okay. it's right. Be- it's I mean, beautiful. Helped him win a world beautiful, series. Beautiful, right? Don't don't read the description because it'll, it'll okay. It'll give it away. So right. there. He, so he's getting a standing he's ovation. He's getting an ovation. They're all happy to see him, and so he wants to acknowledge them. And then what? He gets a he gets a pitch clock violation. He gets strike one. <laughs> I'm telling you, that rocket that Elon Musk has going up today. Well, get I'm, all the, I'm not going to trust that one. Get all the umpires <laughs> on it. I've, get seen, all, get, I've seen how that guy runs companies. Get every, Somebody else is going to have to make a rocket. Get every umpire on that oh, rocket. Okay, you know what? I'm with you on that one. Get them all. If it explodes, I'm not going to be Get all, every it. umpire on the rocket yeah. and shoot them up there. I thought to the you sun. meant we needed to get on the rocket. I'm going to choose. No. To, yeah. Just get all the umpires uh, on the rocket, I'm shoot them up to the sun. So no, I'd said I greatly appreciate the fact that the umper, umpires are going out of the way to make sure we don't miss them. Like, they are making can, sure. You know, here we are, right? Here are the four of us. Charles is the first base. He's somewhere. Yeah. Here, here, here we are. All right. Hey, boys, a big series here in Baltimore. Listen, I, I haven't worked with you much, Charles, and I haven't worked with you like Griffin. Glenn and I mm-hmm. see each other every other week or so. I want, to rem- I want you guys to remind, I want to remind you guys of something. I'm the crew chief. I want to remind you of something. There's probably going to be, well, it's Baltimore, so there'll be 8,400 people here tonight. 
Listen, well, they're not they, play, they, don't, they don't play the athletics every they, game. They, they came here to see us. Correct. <laughs> Charles, you remember that, right? right. You're, they came here. Yeah. There's going to be girls lined up wanting you to take them to Sabatino's. They're Sabatino's. here for Charles' debut. They're, yeah. They want to see Charles. <laughs> they moment. came here to see you. Yeah. Griffin, they came here. Remember this yeah, now. They're here for These us. These people are not here to see Mike that's, Trout that's or Shohei or Aaron Judge. They're here to see the umps. That's why we get whatever we want on our rider. That's it's the way un- it works. It's unbelievable. That go. dude that threw Castellanos out, they should bring a two-by-four out. We've, we've got things to do. And get the Philly I, fanatic I, to I, hit him in the face I, with right, it. Hang on. Two things really quickly. What's more relevant to you, the Orioles pitching struggles before the second inning on Sunday or the fact that they have been completely dominant for now the last 26 innings? The struggles before. They played the White Sox and the Nationals. The, 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 the four of us could no, maybe beat stop, the Nationals. Stop. Well, the Nationals are terrible. I'm not going to disagree. The, the Nationals are, might Although win. They only scored five runs off of them in two They games. might win 60 games. Might. I hear you. They're I terrible. You. If the or, that's the one thing that's concerning about the Orioles long-term. Meaning Although, what was wild now was this, when they made the move yesterday. Griffin, Cano dude looks like a he, monster. So Griffin and I had a moment where like we've been, we've been trashing Orioles pitching but when they had to make a roster move yesterday, we're like, "Well, who do we really want to see gone?" You can't get rid of Cano. You can't rid of that. Get rid of that Columbe dude or whatever he's his been name great. is. Yeah, Colum. like who do you get rid of? Well, they got rid of Gillespie, and I get it. Okay, but like, he's terrible. He's not, that's the funny thing. You would say that. I know, but he's actually but he, been, isn't, but he isn't terrible. He's actually right. been semi-effective. You this get rid of season. the Voth dude. He's terrible. Well, then they, he, but, then, but then they don't have a long. But man. That, right, right, that's right. the problem. So Voth is your answer. He's been the worst, but we both said the same but thing. But if they give up five runs tomorrow night, the third by the third inning, somebody's got to come in and eat four innings. Right. right, correct. Or well, no, Wells is starting now, so it wouldn't be him either. Yes. So no, you have I, one option as a long man at this point. That's why it's got to be Voth. Right. Now, if at some point they want to kick Voth out for DL Hall, I'll be totally on board with that. Right. I they want DL Hall to be a starter, but you know Dean Kramer certainly resolidified his spot the other day, at least for another couple of starts. So I don't know where that spot in the rotation is coming. I get it; injuries will occur at some point. I'm probably with you that I'm still more concerned than not about the pitching, but. I don't have any problem with saying let's hope that this But even is- if they do this, even if they, I mean, as crazy as this sounds, even if they do three weeks bad, ten days good, that's if, enough. If the offense if yeah. the offense can continue to perform the way that it was. This is a season. huge swath of the schedule for them. They're 11-7 and seven right now. So you say they should they be play, making hay against Detroit right, and Boston. They play the Tigers, right? the Royals, Boston, yeah. and maybe the Tigers again. It's, it's in that... It's definitely Tigers, Boston, Royals, and in this stretch of sixteen games. It sounds right. If you yes. break down the ten percent, ten percent, they went nine and seven in the it's, first sixteen. It's, it's Tigers, Red Sox, Tigers, Royals. Okay, so think about it. They went nine and seven with an asterisk because they really went ten and six, if not for that maniac dropping the ball. Uh, right, right field. that's a great point. Yes. So they went nine and seven. They should easily be twenty and twelve after this. Okay. Easily, okay. they should be eleven and five in this sixteen game stretch. And eleven I, and five is a lot to ask for. These teams Any, are terrible. I They're playing, you, but it's just a lot to ask anybody to be. They're terrible. And They're I, playing the Royals and the Tigers. I hear you. I hear you. It's, so you, but half of them are on the road. To, I don't know, if you get, that. but listen to me. If you think about this, if you get to twenty and twelve, just get to twenty and twelve. I mean, for have you seen the odds now? For the Rays making the playoffs, well, I mean, they, it's, it's unbelievable it's, 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 what you can 100%. do when you're seventeen and three. Right, you like stockpiled. The odds have changed. Yep. Unbelievable. If the Orioles can get to twenty four and thirteen, 
through 37 games? It's it, it's the, far more difficult for you to cough that up as right. the season goes on. I understand right. that. I understand And I think process. so much of this is about this unbalanced schedule. Like, they're, they're now going to have – now, so is everyone else. Right. But they're now going to have a dozen more games of play – Maybe even more like 16 well, it does, games. It's not going to help them win the division, but nobody else. No. The Rays are winning the division, so that's irrelevant. The point being, right. it helps that all three wild cards could come from the AL East. 100%. Because they can beat up on everybody 100%. else. Like, it's totally this plausible. This is a huge 16-game stretch. What they can't do in this 16-game stretch look, they, is they, go 7-9. and nine. Seattle and is still probably going to be in the conversation. I'm not to dismiss sure. Seattle. They're but even look at Texas now. Yep. Texas yep. now, DeGrom's out for a, a couple weeks maybe, yep. but look at what Texas is doing. So well, They spent a bunch of money. Right. So anyway, I, I this is a big sixteen game stretch. They I'm, they need to stockpile. I, I'm not gonna. I'm actually not gonna disagree with you, yeah. which is a very weird feeling for me. Well, I follow baseball. Eh, do you? Do you though? Do do you? I know the A's are going to Portland. They, that's exactly right. They're headed to Portland. Well, that's how, over, right? How awkward is it that they? Well, they that's can't. over. They said it yesterday. Oh, I mean, how funny is it? They put out a press release and right. said, "Hey, we know you guys are disappointed, but we're moving." That's, but no, how awkward <laughs> is it that they're going to have to keep playing there for a little while? Like at least one more year. Typically, if not two. when you move, like in football, there's a college stadium you can play at for a little while right. in order to just get it over with, right. right? Now, they, in fairness, the Raiders didn't do that. The Raiders did the same thing the Athletics are going to do, right. where the Raiders were like, "Yeah, we're moving." You think Deal we've been it. tortured in Baltimore? They've lost three teams. You think we've They've been lost tortured? Three they had three. The, the Oakland A's, by the way, franchises. have been around as long as I've been around in terms of like my age, my right. generation. The Oakland right. A's, no disrespect, the Oakland A's are more entrenched in Oakland than the Baltimore Colts were in Baltimore. Wow! Think about it. Wow, they are. No, you're right. So you're right. I mean, it's the Colts were thirty years, 30, 34, 40, 35. The years Oakland A's like have been there since I since nineteen sixty something. Wow. That's wild. Now, that's, no one's cared. Well, for a that's, long time. That's not fair. For either. a long time, no one's cared. They, no one's cared about the Oakland A's for fifteen years. Let's be. You're honest. saying that the last time people actually cared were the Mulder, Zito, yes. the the Moneyball sure. era. Sure. No one's cared about that organization for a decade. I mean, they were or more. competitive for a while in but there. They've too, given the magical. Yes, I get you know it. what they've they, done. Right, Look they, at all these players they had. Right, there was the Johnny Damon's of the world and I, all these I, players I, that I, they had them all, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't want them anymore. You correct, guys take them." Correct. That's the way it's that it's worked for some time. So I, I, I it's, it's it's a shame though. It's a shame, and I get why everybody wants to go to Vegas. It's the new. Hot place. I understand. No pun intended. Well, the A's had to go somewhere. Like that is the other. Yeah, part there is of it no too. place else to go. Like, really. I, I know that now. We're Salt Lake, Salt Lake City right. saying they want a team right. or something like that. But like, you have to go somewhere. And if this is the first place where you're able to find that could actually make it work, then fine. You got to do something right. at this point. Miami's next. Uh, before Tampa. Yes. Miami's actually got a stadium. I don't think so. But no one. Well, I shouldn't I, say this. No one cares about the Rays either. But no one in Miami cares about tomorrow. I understand what you're saying, but baseball will still look at that and say, "See how many people were there for the World Baseball." And Classic. I know what they're going to say. The whole the Latin influence and the and, and the, the market's way too I, good. I, I they're not it. they're not moving Miami. Okay. that's not happening. It's like the NHL was never moving out of Miami. The NHL was willing to move out. The NHL is so desperate to not move out of Phoenix that for 20 years it's been unstable, and they've just said. But we'll give it another shot. The teams like coming here in the winter. Correct. That's the owners, exa- the owners always go, nope, keep the team in they Phoenix. They don't want out of the market. The market's a, I, too good. I got a pretty girl at Arizona right. State that Correct. I come and see. They're playing in a 5,000-seat building. They're playing at Towson. Right. The, a professional hockey franchise right. is playing at the CQ Arena, and they're just like, 
yeah, but we don't want to move it. It's nice in the summer. <laughs> we don't. We don't wanna... It's nice in the summer, and I got a girl in Arizona State. That's the, that's the way that it's going. They don't want to move Every time the vote goes to the owners, they're like, yeah. What's that girl? <laughs> yeah, correct. That girl's name that gonna... I see. What's her name? Well, or they want to go play hockey with Wayne Gretzky or play right. golf with Wayne right, Gretzky right, right, or whatever right. it is. Like, they just don't want the team out of Phoenix. Come hell or high water. But it is weird that, like, Oakland, like, the, all of that property, you, you're telling me there's just nowhere to build a stadium there. Right. Like, well, they, I mean, they did try. They tried. Did you see what the fans wanted to yeah. do at Oakland? What? They wanted to do the opposite of Free the Birds. They were gonna do oh, they were going to go all show up the rally. We're right? all showing like, up. Yeah, correct. To yeah. show you. I guess it isn't actually the opposite of Free the Birds. And it was like yeah, a you, guys, you guys showed up, and then you left. We, we, we showed up. Yeah, and then you bailed. Right. right. They wanted to show up and right. sell the stadium out and say, we're not the problem. <laughs> well, you guys are the problem. Well, you guys clearly won that one. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you yeah. guys clearly won that. We battle. did. All right, before I got to kick you out of here, how do you feel about the double hook? That okay, so ball- let me make sure I say, I'll say this the right way. Make sure I know what it is. Mm-hmm. You start the game using your designated hitter. Yes. This is, for all intents and purposes, this is one of your m- more high-profiled offensive players. Or yeah, at, you, at least someone of, of re- right. repute. right. You start the game with that person in the lineup. If your starting pitcher doesn't complete five innings. Yes. Five innings. Yes. You lose the DH. For the rest of the game. Who bats in his place? The pitcher. Whoever comes in. The pitcher, the, the, the spot in the order. Goes to the pitcher. Would be whoever the pitcher is at that point in the gotcha. game. Gotcha. You, you would be way better off creating a rule that says the first baseman has to play with no pants on. Well, by the way, I'm not opposed to that rule. That this one is the dumbest kind of thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, and is it done to stop them from doing the openers. emergency starter? Openers. They don't want openers anymore. Okay. So I am for that. Because, meaning, because you're better. That's no, why you're for no, it. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am for – I think the starting, opening, goofy thing they do is dumb. I hate it. But I think this rule is ten times more dumb. It's insane. So figure out and, – and so now I'm going to try to create and may not have enough time. I get it, and I don't know that five innings is the right – Five innings, four innings could be 80 pitches. I don't think you can say five innings because then the guy's throwing 110 pitches sometimes. Dean Kramer's had some nights where he's throwing 100 pitches. Grayson was flirting with it a couple times. So if you said four innings, I might buy the logic of four innings, but not for this exchange. This exchange is stupid. Now, if you wanted to say your starting pitcher has to finish four innings or – this happens, and 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 so I'm so, going to throw so out. You, so if the guy is giving up twelve runs in the first inning, you just have to sit there and let him get his brains beat in and deal with it. Well, no, I'm saying there may be a rule that says something like this: if your starting pitcher goes four innings, we'll give you something, not take something away if he doesn't. If your starting pitcher goes four innings, we'll. Give you, and it's got to be something of value, and I and I don't know what that is. So, I, it, what I would say is, if you want to end openers, the way that you go about doing it is by saying you have to identify who your five starting pitchers are at all times, and you're not allowed to use anyone who isn't an identified as a starting pitcher, and you have to set up a system that makes it so that you are 
you are governing, making sure that starting pitchers are starting pitchers. And unless there's an Every a real fifth emergency. Every day, you have to say, cur- unless there's an injury. Right, these are who our five guys are currently. And then and if he doesn't start, he has to go on the some, injured list. Something along those I, I lines, would buy that. right? Like something along those lines would be the way that you go about doing it. Now, I don't care. I don't think it's a big deal because I don't bet on it's baseball. It's a big deal to people who bet. That's that's what it is. And it's we about are. Betting. I mean, and they are right. We, yeah, correct. <laughs> Definitely not you. Definitely not you. This is all I about got the Braves betting. tonight. I, by the way, okay. Big. Scumbags. All right. What all right. Uh, what's coming up on Fairways and Greens on Sunday? Oh hell. Yeah, you're gonna do it again. Correct. I know it's a big week with the Zurich Classic. I know. This week. I don't know. We'll figure mm-hmm. something out. You're gonna figure yeah. something out. We'll figure something. Out. You've reached. You're a year in, and you've reached that <laughs> point. Made it to the one year mark. Before he said, "Yeah, you done the we'll bit figure, where you walked into Caleb and said, what do you got for we'll, me today?'" We'll figure something out. Right. This Sunday, I got until noon Sunday to That's figure a great it out. Point. You got plenty. Give me of a time. break. All right, at it's a hooded four on Twitter, Drewsmorningdish.com. Thanks, thanks for stopping. We actually mixed in a little bit of sports talk today, which was a really, it was a novel concept. Yeah. What an what an idea. Boring. Good to see. Good, it's boring. Good to see you, pal. That's Drew Forrester joining us here in studio. Into hour number two of today's program. Coming up a week from this Saturday, Maryland football spring game. It will be the first opportunity for our next guest to, to wear a Maryland uniform in some level of real competition. He is a Baltimore native. He is a poly alum, and he has transferred back to the University of Maryland. He is wide receiver Tyrese Chambers, and he's with us now here on GCR. Tyrese, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's great to chat with you, dude. Uh, for those that don't know your story, right, like your path from growing up here to playing at a smaller level to trying to earn your way, I, I, I'm guessing that this maybe means a little bit more to you. Like spring football for a lot of dudes, probably an annoying part of the process. But I'm just going to guess that for you, the excitement of being here and doing this is a little bit more than it might be for some other guys. No, absolutely, man. It definitely is. It's a great opportunity. Um, like like you said, man, I didn't always have this opportunity um, to be here um, do, doing what I love to do at, at my dream school, man. I had to uh, work up um, every level of college football. I'm probably like the only person in the world to play every level of college football, mm-hmm. junior college to FCS, FCS to FBS, and FBS to Power 5, man. So um, this is a dream come true for me. Yeah, how much do you feel like you still have to prove, right? Like you, you got here. You did all that work. But now there's got to be a next step to that, right? Like, you're at wide receiver you now at this point. Like, how much is it that you feel like, hey, the work isn't done yet just because I got here? No, nah, man, it, 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 it isn't, man. And um, um, like, like I was always taught, um, every top of the mountain is the bottom of the next. So uh, this is just another, another, another step up for me. Um, I still got to prove myself to, to, to my fans. I still got to prove myself to, the, to my coaches, to my, to my teammates. Um, I have to prove myself at the University of Maryland now and um, and do it one more time uh, before, you know, obviously, uh, obviously I want to play on Sundays. No doubt, man. Tyrese Chambers is with us here on GCR. Tyrese, let's let's go back a few ways, right? You're you're at Poly and offers aren't coming in. Was there ever a moment where you doubted yourself? Was there ever a moment where you said, man, I know I can do this, but I, I just don't know if I'm going to get the opportunity to? Yeah, man, it's it, it been a lot of it was a lot of um a lot of times where I look myself in the mirror, man, and ask myself, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, like is this for me? Um, you know what I'm saying? But I just trust my trust the process, kept my faith, man, trust trusted in God and uh kept working, man, kept working. Um nothing nothing comes from uh from, from not doing anything. You got you gotta look yourself in the mirror and you gotta 
you got you got to do something, man, to get what you want to do, get, to get where you want to go. You got to work. So I just kept my head down and kept grinding, and um, the door started to open up for me. Was, were there ever people that, that that said to you? Did you ever have to say to somebody like somebody, "Hey, Ty- Tyrese, it's not worth it. D- don't do this." Did you ever? Ha- did you fight with anybody? Anybody in your family, friends, that maybe encouraged you that it wasn't worth it to keep grinding the way that you were? Yeah, man, it's crazy because it'd be the closest people to you uh, telling you that you can't do it or you're not going to be able to do it and um, you know, doubting you and stuff. And uh, every decision that I made, um, people disagreed with it. Um, but the decision for me going to junior college, um, people wasn't really too big on that because um, a lot of kids don't make it out of there. So it's a scary it's a scary process. Um, going, to, going to Sacred Heart, coming out of Duco, a lot of people wanted me to go straight to a big school and I'm like, bro, I don't have a, I don't have an offer to right. a big school. Like right. well, I, I do. And, uh, um, they, they didn't like, they didn't like my decision to go to secret heart. Um, after I was all American there, they didn't like my decision to enter the portal and ended up at FIU. They didn't like that decision. They didn't like me going to FIU. It's just like, it's never, it's, it's, it's never a, a, a good place to be for, for somebody. It's always going to be people wanting, you know what I'm saying? Different de- de- you to make different decisions, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. And that's what I've been doing my whole life, just making decisions that's best for me. That's awesome, man. It's it's so cool to see your story play out this way. Tyrese Chambers with us here on GCR. Um, going through everything that you've been through, putting that uniform on for the first time, back, you know, it's close enough to home, right? Like, not really home, but damn close enough. Um, what did it mean to you the first time you were able to just put a Maryland uniform on and say, this is real for me. I'm playing for my home state school. Man, it, it felt unreal, man. It's a, a crazy experience. Um, I, I used to look up, look up, look up to Diggs and a lot of other players that come through here when I was young and I watched, watched a lot of uh, players um, come through this school. I, I used to, you know what I'm saying? Back in the days when they had the helmets with the, the silver and white helmets mm. and, uh, all the different crazy uh, uniform combinations yeah. and the, the turtles. Everything about the University of Maryland was just some a place that I always wanted to be um, since a child. And um, it took me a little while to get here, but when I finally got here and I finally put on the jersey and just looked myself in, in the mirror, I was like, dang, man, I'm finally here. It, it paid off, and it, it's just a crazy experience. And I'm just thankful to be be able to do it. So the, the script helmets, did that mean anything to you? Like, are you too young for that to have been something that registered with you, or were you – as hype as everybody else was when you saw them come out. I, w- I was hyped, man. I was hyped. Um, Coach, Coach Lashley, uh, you know what I'm saying, he started talking – we started talking about championships this year, and if I'm not mistaken, that's the last time Maryland won a yeah. national championship it was in those type of uniforms, those type of helmets. So we obviously trying to get back to that tradition and, and get back to, to those old days, man. Um, that's what the fans wanted, and, you know what I'm saying, that's what we gave them. And it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, color coordination, a beautiful – um, uniform combination, and I'm excited to be to be wearing it this year. That's really cool. Obviously, fans are really excited about those script helmets, dude. Like they are losing their minds, which is funny because I kind of dug the flag helmets, but I get it, man. Like it is a throwback that people are fired up about. Uh, Tyrese, you know, you show up. It's it's one thing, you know, if if you had gotten to Maryland anytime for you, that would have been a big deal. But to get to Maryland at a point where you're going to have one of the best quarterbacks in the conference throwing the football to you. How much more exciting is it for you to be here, to be at this level, and to know you're going to be catching passes from a legit NFL-caliber player? And what's that connection been like as you've been developing it, developing it with Leah? Oh uh, man, it's crazy because I was actually just with uh with Talia a couple couple of couple of minutes ago. Uh, we was just uh grabbing some, grabbing some food and stuff That's and chopping cool. it up. Um, but we have a re- we have a really good relationship, and um, I always ask some questions about you know what I'm saying coverages and uh 
different types of how, how you how you want the route to be ran and just a variety of different things because he, he's obviously been doing this for a while too and he's seen a um a, a, a plenty of defenses and you know what i'm saying what defenses look like and how to run certain routes a certain way um that he like it and uh we, we conversate all the time about those things and he helped me become a better player as well and i'm excited to um to, to, to be here with him he's one of the reasons why i decided to come to maryland um, also because I knew that he was an NFL caliber quarterback and I know that he was going to give me a lot of opportunities to make some plays. Um, so it's, it's exciting. It's exciting time for, for Maryland football um, for, for both of us. I want to talk more about that, man, because you know, like as a, a kid that's from here, there wasn't – obviously you would have loved the opportunity to play at Maryland, but not every kid that's been from here has been inclined to say, hey, I want to be at Maryland. We've seen so many over the years go to Virginia Tech or to Penn State or to – you know, West Virginia, like Tavon Austin did, right? Um, do you feel yeah. like the tide is turning? Do you feel like with which Mike Loxley being the guy that he is, the success that he has already established, do you feel like the tide has turned for more kids that are coming up in Baltimore that are, are guys that are going to have choices to decide, like, they're going to want to come to Maryland as well? Um, I feel like it's definitely going to change. I feel like a lot of eyes is on me right now, um, me being one of the – one of the older kids from the city, um, a lot of a lot of kids from the area look up to me, and um, they're eager to see how, how how things work out uh, for me up here. And I feel like that's ultimately going to decide a lot of a lot of kids' decisions back home um, about about coming to Maryland too. Um, it's like like Diggs. Diggs came came came, came from uh, from where he's from and yep. came to Maryland. Did what he did. A lot of kids from the area started coming to Maryland as soon as he did it. Um, you got the the the, the big five star kids like you know obviously like Rockham Jarrett mm-hmm. deciding to come to Maryland after digs and it's going to be so forth and so on. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to set that trends for Baltimore. Um, you know what I'm saying? Open doors for the, for the, for the uh, kids in my city um, and, and produce and have fun and um, show them that, that staying home is all, it isn't a bad thing. And yeah, a lot of kids can stay home and, and, and make it to the NFL and um, get their dreams to come true. Uh, coach Lockley is a great coach. Our facilities is amazing. Um, the, the, the area and the scenery, you know what I'm saying? You in the middle of the DMV, you can go to Virginia, Get some food. You can go to D.C. You can go to Baltimore. You can go to the the, the Bethesda. You can go to anywhere in um in this area, and this is a very unique place to be. And um, I'm excited for for a lot of kids um in a, in the area, man. It's, it's going to be a big opportunity for them. Um, you know, they get an opportunity to come to Maryland. They're going they're going to take it. I, you know, I'm thinking about wide receivers at Maryland that come from Poly. Do you, do you have any relationship at all with Laquan Williams? I know it's a decade before you, like a good bit, but. Do you know Laquan at all? Have you ever bumped elbows with him? Um, no, I'm not not too sure about okay. about um okay. All right, him, I, I get I, it. I do, do know Antonio Freeman. Uh, was, sure, was a of big, course. Uh, receiver, no doubt, receiver man. That came up. Uh, a legend, obviously, Buttons, and a great dude. We love uh, Antonio. Laquan actually ended up with the Ravens and was actually on the Super Bowl team. Um, the year he grinded oh, wow. his way as an undrafted free agent from Poly to Maryland and ended up being on the, the Super Bowl team here in Baltimore. So there's a, there's, there is quite the history there, uh, which is a cool thing. Tyrese, you, you know, I saw on Twitter, you go by big time, right? What is it that Maryland yeah. fans should be expecting from Tyrese Chambers this season in College Park? I'm a playmaker, man. Playmaker. Um, everywhere I've been, um, I've, I've proved myself to be a playmaker, um, obviously, I came here to, to win championships. I didn't come here to go to bowl games and win games. I came here to take Maryland to the next level. Me and Coach Lockley, we had that conversation um, during the recruitment process. It's going to be a, a lot of expectations out of this team this year. Um, and I, I'm glad to be a, a part of 
what's about to happen. Um, I feel like we have a great team, great close unit. Um, and, and as a receiver, this is in, uh, no better place to be than here. No doubt. Um, this offense and this team is uh, kind of ran through receivers the last decade. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the receiver's been, been leading leading uh, Maryland to, to a lot of big games, a lot of big wins, and it's not going to stop now. And that's what, um, you know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make plays and um, be productive, um, make plays and win games. So I think that's what they're going to get out of me this year, a really big season, a really big big season for, 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 for me and for the, for the state, um, for, the, for the university. Sounds good it's gonna to be, us. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we like the sounds of that, bro. <laughs> we like that a lot, man. Uh, the wide receiver you. Uh, Tyrese, where can we be plugging? Not just, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, but anything NIL you got going on. What can we plug for you, dude? Um, I have, I, I have, um, I'm about to actually, uh, drop, drop some merch soon. Um, I'm going to do, do a variety of different things with NIL. Um, but it haven't, nothing hasn't really been, hasn't, hasn't been uh, posted yet. We kind of still been in spring ball, kind of been just focusing on school and football. But I'm still here in a little bit. I'm going to be uh, launching a lot of stuff um, through, through social media, through my Instagram, um, team underscore Reese, and through, uh, through uh, Twitter, um, big time underscore big time zero. So uh, I, I kind of kind of push everything through social media, through those two social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so be on the lookout. Make sure you give him a follow there. By the way, is, is zero the number? You know, in the NFL, you're allowed to wear zero now. So when you make it, are you going to be pushing to wear zero still? Like a lot of people are, don't like that number. You say, sign me up. I'm, I'm that guy. Absolutely. Zero, zero that's my number, man. And, um, like, like, I, like I said before, uh, zero, I wear zero because um, I, I remind myself every time I'm on the field that it's not about me. Um, it's, it's always God. All, God always comes first. So I wear zero because uh, every time – I come from nothing, man. I had no handouts. I had to earn everything I got. I had zero offers coming out of high school. So that number means a lot to me, man. That, that number means a lot to me. That's a lot of respect for that, Tyrese. That's awesome. Dude, you know, we, we'll root for anybody at Maryland, but when a Baltimore kid is succeeding at Maryland, it means that much more to us, man. So we're so happy for you. We can't wait to see what you're going to do this season. Tyrese, congratulations on becoming a Terp. Can't wait to see you out there for the spring game next Saturday and then again on into the fall. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely, dude. We'll be in touch. Tyrese Chambers, uh, great dude. And, um, you know, you guys know how we feel about that. Whenever there's a Baltimore kid that's finding success, it means that much more to us at the University of Maryland. So, uh, for a poly alum and a kid who legitimately has had to grind. He he ran through it. Junior college to Sacred Heart, FCS, to get into the FBS level at a, you know, mid-major at Florida International to now finally getting back to the place where he would have wanted to be all along. It's an incredible story of uh, persistence and hard work. And I uh, can't wait to see what Tyrese Chambers will bring to the University of Maryland this season. There will be some uh, you know, significant expectations. There's, obviously, there's a lot of opportunities available right now with uh, Maryland losing their top three receivers, all who are expected to go in the NFL draft in uh, Jacob Copeland, Dante Demas, and Rakim Jarrett. So opportunities that are there for somebody to step up and become that guy. And Tyrese Chambers was very productive, 13 touchdowns over the last two seasons down at FIU. Uh, to deal with some injuries this year, but uh, two years ago had over a thousand receiving yards. So, an opportunity for him to step up and uh, make an impact this season at Maryland. 
Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. From one local kid to another this morning here on GCR, we switch gears a little bit. And we will transition into some lacrosse conversation. Mentioned there's some big games this week, one of which is Army-Navy on Saturday night. As the midshipmen have been hot of late, have gotten themselves right back into the mix in the Patriot League. And they look to take down their biggest rival in Annapolis on Saturday. Our next guest is a Catonsville alum, a former Loyola Don, and he is having a very good season for Navy. He's Henry Tolker, and he's with us now here on GCR. Henry, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Glenn? Thank you for having me. Hey, man, you don't, it doesn't have to be – I appreciate it, and I know you're a respectful young man, <laughs> but I actually get a little nervous because I'm about to be 40 when I start hearing Mr. Glenn. <laughs> I don't love it. Hey, Henry, thank you for taking the time. All right, I want to take you back a couple of games, the BU game. That goal that yeah. you scored – there's no way you were trying to do that on purpose. There is no way that's the case. <laughs> what was that? How did that happen? Yeah, um, definitely not planned. Um, <laughs> I remember looking up at the shot clock, and it was winding down. Um, I'm not really sure to describe it. I just saw the ball on the ground, picked it up, and I knew that, you know, if I were to pull it out, there'd only be like two seconds on the shot clock. So I was like, why not? Let's see, see what happens, and then. Uh, luckiest goal. All <laughs> <laughs> okay, but afterwards you obviously have to be like, oh yeah, dude, totally meant to do that. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I knew, right? <laughs> like, I knew that was going <laughs> in the back of the net. Um, is that right. is that the coolest goal you've ever scored, or is there maybe one that if we go back to, you know, you playing in the summer or playing at Loyola, there's something that maybe was even crazier than that somehow? Um, looking back, that might be a. I think that's the coolest goal in Boston. Yeah. That's for sure number one. Dude, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. One of the <laughs> coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, Henry, let me, let me go back with you for a little bit. Um, you're a kid growing up okay. here, and you're playing at Loyola, obviously a significant program. Why did Navy yeah. end up being the right fit for you? Because obviously it's an opportunity to play extraordinarily high-level lacrosse, but it's a little bit different yeah. than where a lot of your teammates and your friends were going. Why was it right, right for you to end up at the Naval Academy? Um, for me personally, um, at first when I got the call from Coach Ross, um, off the corner at the time, I completely, I, I didn't think I wanted to attend Navy. Um, but then after a couple of visits, I started to really think um, about how beautiful this place is and the opportunities that come from going to school here and the opportunities that can present itself in the future. Um, for me, I guess, it just came down to um, – the opportunities that could present itself in the future, um, and then serving the military. Um, I never really knew I wanted to do that until after a couple of visits and talking to a bunch of people about it. Um, you know, my cousin, Matt Hanchy, his cousin, my second cousin, TJ Hanchy, he played across here, um, for a little while. So I talked to him sometimes about it and, uh, talked to my aunts and uncles who are TJ's and uncle as well. Um, and, yeah, it just turned out to be that this is, this is what I want to do. Um, this is what I want to do in my future, and I just thought it was the best fit. 
Uh, look, man, it's a powerful thing to make that commitment, right? And did, did you have to change yourself at all as a person? Or, you know, the the discipline is the thing that jumps out. Like, there's no way. I look back at myself at 18. I'm like, I, I couldn't have possibly done it. <laughs> did you have to change yourself at all? Were you always a, a disciplined type of person? Was it maybe not as much of a culture shock for you? Um, I like to say that I am. But the truth is, you know, high school, it was um, you know, the best example of that is uh, COVID year and, you know, doing, doing online class. Um, the online class, you'd always go to one of our teammates' house and, you know, play basketball or, you know, do whatever during class. So I wasn't, you know, it was definitely a culture shock coming from high school. Um, always, you know, attending class, you know, in your pajamas and <laughs> right. hanging out and right. maybe playing Xbox during class and your camera's <laughs> off on Zoom. But um, so uh, it's definitely a culture shock. Um, Please summer definitely blew my mind a little bit. Um, but once you do that and then get through freshman year, it, you know, it starts to become second nature and um, sort of figure it out a little bit on the discipline aspect of it. It's, it's, it's cool, man. I appreciate your honesty about that, by the way. I really do. <laughs> of course. Like, I appreciate that. Henry Tolker is with us here on GCR. Henry, um, you know, you guys, a couple weeks ago, you had lost six straight. A couple had been by pretty lopsided numbers. And I know it was a disappointing mm-hmm. – and you've been, obviously a lot of injuries that you guys are dealing with. What – yeah. changed what clicked that a team that otherwise i think a lot of people would have left for dead suddenly was able to completely turn the season around and now be staring down a huge opportunity on saturday night of course um i won't say something necessarily flipped um coach Ample always talks about you know 200 say 200 feet in front of you um worry about the next 200 feet don't worry about you know what's a mile or two miles in front of you so i think for us during that six game losing streak you know it, it was tough um, but we just kept sticking to the process, buying into what the coaches are saying, buying into Coach Cook's offense, the offensive side, buying into Coach Orson's defensive side, um, and then just really being disciplined with you know what we do, and you know just really coming together as a team. Um, we knew that you know for Boston, for example, there was no you know there's no one player that was going to take over that game. Um, we got to work as a team to be a team that good. Um, so I think we just stuck to the game plan. Um, realize that we all have to come together and play as a team and then uh, just keep doing that for the week following. And, you know, we found success against that, doing that against Loyola. Um, and, of course, you have to do that again this Saturday. No no, no question about that, obviously. This is a really good Army team. But you guys went up there and beat Army a year ago in your first taste mm-hmm. of the series. Um, I, I guess take me through a couple things. One, what, what did it mean to you to play a year ago and, and play really well in your first Army-Navy game and – and, and, and being a part of this, as someone who grew up in this area, I'm sure you were aware of the series, the rivalry, how much has it meant mm-hmm. to you to know that you're now authoring your own piece of Army-Navy history at this point? Um, it means the world. Um, growing up, um, you know, I was always, my dream school was North Carolina growing up. Really? Um, it was. And, you know, watching you know, Carolina play in these like, big rivalry games, um, I always imagined myself, you know, being a part of that. And, but then, you know, visiting Navy and, you know, of course, growing up, I attended Navy games. Um, and then really my high school days coming down here for a couple of army Navy games, it really opened my eyes to like, wow, this is, this is so much bigger than what I could have imagined. Um, like with the support from the alumni, the alumni love it. Um, you know, the Annapolis natives, you know, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge game. And, um, just to be a part of something like that is, you know, it, you know, words can't describe that. And, 
just being around my teammates and, you know, the preparation for the week, you know, you can tell that it's, you know, it's a big deal. And I'm, I'm just so fortunate to be a part of something like this. It's really cool, man. That's really powerful to hear you say it. When, when you guys saw the helmets this week, um, what was, yeah. what was your reaction? So our coach Amplo knew that, um, uh, there would be a lot of hype around the jerseys and the helmets. So he actually showed them to us a couple of months ago. Oh, so did he? didn't have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> okay. So it was just uh, the rest of us that saw the helmets this week. Yeah. You guys <laughs> knew. Um, have Have you already made sure that you've – so I I happen to work with one of your teammates' dads who was like, dude – I already, I was already told I have to, I have to purchase it. Like I have to make that yeah. happen. Have you already staked your claim for yours? I have, of okay. course. <laughs> you gotta, dude, I mean, it looks too great, right? Like you have to have that have one. I agree. It's a hundred percent. Um, do, do you, you know, like the, I, well, the part that comes with that, of course, is that there is a danger in getting too hype, getting too excited about a big game, mm-hmm. national TV under the lights, right? All of those things. How much do you yes. have to measure that? And obviously it helps that you went through it a, week, a year ago and you played well and you guys won the game. But how much do you have to you know, guard against that during the course of this week? Like, yes, we're excited, but we can't let, get the, you know, let, let that get the better part of us. Right. Um, I think that's uh, – Coach Amplo, is a, he, you know, he foresaw this happening. And so I think that's why he showed us the jerseys early and yeah. you know, not get too overwhelmed with all the hype around it. Um, and I think – I think that goes back to the discipline aspect of it, you know, just sticking to 200 feet in front of you. Um, I think everything circles back to that, and you know, especially this week, um, just trying to not give in to all the social media noise about the game and um, just go to practice locked in and do your job is is um, what we've been harping on this week. Just do your job and stay disciplined and try to cancel out all the noise. Just another minute or two here with Henry Tolker from Navy Lacrosse. Again, Army-Navy, Saturday night, 7 o'clock in Annapolis. Henry, the two things that jump out at me, one, look, it's going to be difficult if you guys don't win the Patriot League. It doesn't look like there's going to be a path in. But the way you guys have been playing recently, do you? I know all you're worried about is Army, but do you have that confidence? Like, dude, if we can play like this, we're going to beat anybody that's in front of us. If we got to win out to do it, that's fine. We're capable of doing that. Of course. Um Again, Coach Amplo, you know, made a great point about that a couple of weeks ago. He said, um, during that six-game losing streak, he said, you know, it might be tough right now, but if we keep stacking bricks and being disciplined, I, I wouldn't want to play us in May if I was another team. So I think, um, especially the past three weeks, four weeks have helped with that, um, just really giving us some confidence moving forward. And I'm just excited to see what happens this weekend. And, you know, if, if it goes our way, that's, you know, a huge bonus for us. If it doesn't, you know, we got to lock down against Bucknell and get back to being disciplined and, you know, be good in Patriot League tournament. I, uh, man, look, I am, I am not going to doubt you guys. Like I know that much. <laughs> I am not going to doubt you guys the way you've been playing, and obviously as well coached as you are. And now the important part: um, Are you still on? Because I, I, I wandered over to your Twitter earlier today, and I know at least a couple months ago <laughs> you were very much on the "We got to make sure we get this figured out with Lamar Jackson" boat. Are you still? In the same boat, you haven't soured on that over the course of the last few months, right? On Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson's yeah. side? Of course. Okay. Um, I've, seen, I, you know, I've, been reading, I've been reading Twitter. I've been reading the reports. Um, I'm glad we got Odell in. Yep. And, I mean, looking at the stats, if we don't have Lamar, I don't know who's going 
Bro. He's gonna play playback that for us. So uh, whenever somebody, uh, I'm all in a little more. Whenever somebody says like I'm tired of it, just move on from it already. I'm like, yo, do you understand what you're saying? Like I get it. Right. I'm tired of it too. It's exhausting, and I gotta talk about it every day. But man, are you <laughs> are you aware of what you're saying when you say move on from Lamar Jackson? Like, I agree. Like, what are we I think talking it's crazy. about, dude? That's nuts. Hey, uh, Henry, what? Oh, dude, he's, you know, he's Lamar Jackson. He's one of one. He does things other humans can't. Like, I, I saw the goal that you scored the, a couple weeks ago, so you can do some special things, but he can do some things that even you can't do. <laughs> like, right, of course. It's ungodly. Hey, uh, Henry, what can we plug for you social media-wise? Where can Navy fans and lacrosse fans in this area be giving you a follow? Um, Instagram. Um, I believe my username is Henry underscore Tolker02. And then my Twitter is just uh, Tolker. Awesome, man. Give him a follow on those spots. Henry, it's uh, really been great uh, getting to watch you and the success that you have found uh, at Navy. Uh, go kick some ass on Saturday night. Uh, may you continue to succeed as the season goes on. Really appreciate you hopping on with us for a couple minutes this morning. Thanks so much for doing it. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. It's Henry Tolker from uh, Navy Lacrosse. Of course, a Loyola Blakefield alum and uh, having a really nice season down at Navy. I retweeted that goal that he scored against BU a couple weeks ago, which was absolutely remarkable. Uh, Henry Tolker on the year up to uh, 22 goals, 23 points, having uh, really had a great freshman year, has backed that up this season. Very cool to see. And again, Army Navy Saturday night, 7 o'clock in Annapolis. Busy 11 a.m. hour for us today. We, uh, we got rid of, uh, if you guys survived Drew, I appreciate it. It was worth it because we actually had like real content for you in the second hour of the program. Uh, Prince Charles is still going to give us fighting words before the hour is over. Today's show is also brought to you by Birdland Sports. You want your own Homer hose. You want to play the home version of the Homer hose or the Homer version of the Homer Hose. You can get one right now at birdlandsports.com. Josh Throka said to me, yes, what I always thought I would be doing when I was a young man growing up and making funnels. Well, the demand is there. You can get your very own Homer Hose right now, $15. It's an 18-inch Homer Hose. It is completely legit from birdlandsports.com so that you can celebrate uh, while the birds are... Hitting bombs like uh, drinking Fra- water. Yeah, correct. Drinking water. Exactly right. From the hose, like you did as a kid. Fraser hit one last night, so you could have been drinking from your own Homer hose at that point. BirdlandSports.com is the website for you to get your order in. All right. So, um, so tell me what we're doing here. Are we, we are we calling them or are they calling us? They're, They're calling us. us. Yes. So should we try to squeeze a break in or do you want me to hang? Do you want me to go over a couple things? This is where this is yeah. now again, I'm trying to train you for what you're looking to do. Griffin's looking to become a big time radio guy. Like he's got his sight sets on uh, sights set. Sight sets. I'm, what is, I'm looking at Clutch chair right I've now. I got a dyslexic thing going on today mm-hmm. is what's yes. happening. Uh, but if you're gonna be Mr. Producer Man, you've got to do the producing. So you've got to make the decision. Think should I break now? I think we should go over a couple things, I guess. You don't think we should take a break? Um, I guess we can take a break. Okay. Yeah. We're going to grab a break, and then we're going to be joined by Heston Kerstad after that. Yes. That's the plan. Glenn Clark Radio. 
Hartford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Hartford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day. Qualifying teams will be announced. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles. Diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holiday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson. And Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Thursday edition of the program. Might have to do things a little out of order. We'll see. Stand the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, caught up with the great Mike Boddicker earlier on in the week. If you missed that, you can find it, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. And tonight, Stan the Fan is going to hook up with our buddy uh, Ken Zalis, of course, now with Fantasy Pros, to preview the NFL draft one week from tonight. So you can check that out in the same locations. Here's what we'll do. I did this to Charles last night. Got to be on, ready to move on the fly. Got to be, you never know what's going to happen. Charles helped us out over at uh, Stevenson last night, which was fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to start doing fighting words. And at some point, I might say, shut up. Stop. I might just throw you off your chair. 
and say, get the hell out of there. We got other things to do right now as um, I, we're working around Heston Kerstad's schedule this morning. So that, that could happen. But in the meantime, we'll start fighting words, and we'll see where we are. We might have to pick it back up on the other side. This is testing you as a broadcast professional. Uh, given all the circumstances you just laid to me, would we? Would you like to start with the boxing portion or well, everything else? Obviously, that's the big story this week. Start that's with that? The, that's the big one. So, yes, let's right, start so there. All right, so let's just – it's about time. It's finally here this weekend. Tank, Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia. I haven't even looked at the odds. The fight that's going to save boxing, they're saying, right? It's eh, yeah. a bit over the top. I thought you said that about when, uh, how about that? Just as we started, just as we started, literally just as I said all that. Up. That's what we're coming back to, guys. Yes, that's what we're going to be talking about. Interview. That's what we're going to be talking about. In I will get words. the odds while we're doing that. I should have put uh, the odds I, I, do, I do have it up in front of me. It's uh, 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 Tank is minus 290, by the way, for the fight. We'll talk, a little, we'll talk a little bit more about that here. That's a in, big number. Well, it's not as big as he normally is. He's normally a, like a, a minus thousand every yeah. other fight he's had. This is a far closer. But yes, given the fact they're two good fighters, I do agree it's a big number. We'll talk about it more in a second. Right now, always a pleasure uh, as we make our weekly trip down to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox. Uh, this guy might not be a Bay Sox much longer as um, he is, boy, you know, it's great to have him back. He had an incredible fall and he followed it up with a great spring. He is a former uh, number two overall pick and now a hot prospect rising through the Orioles system. Our friend Heston Kerstad is back with us now here on GCR. Heston, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. It's great to catch up with you. Um, Heston, I know when we talked a year ago, it was just exciting for you to be playing baseball again, but... To be able to have done what you've done, did you have any doubts when you got back out of the field that you had to prove to yourself, or did you know confidently, I'm going to be right back to being the guy that I was before I went through all of this? Uh, I didn't. I didn't have many doubts, honestly. I I kept my confidence high, and you know, kept my expectations up there too, because I knew what I was capable of, and you know, luckily in a spot to where I think of. Approve a lot to myself, but also still have more things to prove going forward for sure. So then you had the fall that you had in Arizona. What did that do for you as far as just not even confidence? Because as you said, the confidence was there, but for maybe I don't know, resetting expectations for yourself after you went out there against that caliber of player and put up, you know, the absurd numbers that you put up in Arizona. For sure, you know, it was a good good way to finish out the year and roll into an off season. You know, there's there some things out there that I got better at for sure and some things I learned to help me continue getting better as a player that I was able to continue with the off season to keep working on and keep, like, improving in certain forms with my hitting. It was good for me to learn and good for me to go out there and face some high-level competition just to get more at-bats and play more games uh, look man it, it's it's paid off that's for sure there's no doubt about that Heston I, I wonder for you like you know everything you've been through obviously you know you, you kind of have to recalibrate but at the same time you're also 24 years old right you had played collegiately how do you measure the like want to be racing versus trying to be reasonable about still needing to you know achieve things at every level in order to you know kind of complete this journey yeah you know I'm trying to stay where my feet are with we all have a certain plan ahead of us and you know we all want things to happen 
as soon as as soon as they can. But yeah. you know, that's that's not life. You got to take things one day at a time, and you know the the journey is the most important part. It's why you're gonna end up where you end up, and you know there's there's a lot of improving and a lot of things that you need to learn along your journey to accomplish the goals that you have in front of you. He is Heston Kerstad. He is with us here on GCR. Of course, the Bowie Bay Sox get back home next week, starting on Tuesday when they host Richmond throughout the week with lots of great events coming up next week, including Sip and Paint, Wolf Wednesday, where you can bring your dog to the ballpark, Military Appreciation Day, so much going on. You can find out more at BaySox.com right now. Heston, to follow up the fall that you had to go to Major League Camp, and, you know, I know it wasn't every day against legitimate major league pitching, but to face that caliber of competition, how much did you learn from that experience? And did that maybe reset your, like, expectations of how far away? Did you feel like after that point, like, oh, okay, I know I could be here really soon? Uh, for sure, you know, it was, it was good just to get an invite to big league camp. And, you know, there's a lot I learned just from being around the big league players and also being able to go up some some of the big league pitching and just seeing all the big league players every day and getting those at bats and stuff like that, it really brings it a little bit more into perspective where it's like, okay, like, you know, you, you can handle this. This isn't anything you haven't saw before. There's, they're definitely better and more consistent, better pitches, everything like that. But it's, it's still baseball, you know, he's still 60 feet away from you and, you know, you still got to, sell out to your approach and take good at bats and just play the game. You, you know, I, I don't think I've ever just asked you this question before. What's the furthest you've ever hit a baseball in your life? Uh, shoot. I'm not really sure. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to measure. There's some, balls yeah. I, there's some balls I've hit where it's like, we didn't have track man or any of the data, but <laughs> I, I don't really know for me. As long as it goes over the fence. Right, you don't really homework. care. I get that. I, yeah. I, I was talking about this with Kobe last week. I, I Like the feeling of when you know you made that type of swing, right? Because he's, he's that type of hitter too. And we see that 100%. from you when, when you make that type of contact. Can you describe what that's like to those of us normies that will never be able to understand what that feeling's like when you have – that type of swing, and you hear it off the bat, and you just know. What's that feeling like? Ah, oh, man, that's it's the starters. It's it's the best. It's it's the best feeling for people that haven't experienced it. I, w- I wish they could, but for me, mostly, it's more of like once you see the pitch and you start your swing, you kind of know where your timing's going to line up with the pitch. So, okay. like at that moment, right right before you make contact you kind of know you're like okay like that's that's good timing that's a good plane to the pitch and then as soon as you like hear it and just see it a little bit off the bat you're like okay yeah like that (laughs) one's getting out but you never you never feel it off the bat those ones you get that just absolutely get out of the park and go a long ways you never feel them you just you just see them and hear them about it do you do you, okay? Does it ever work the opposite way, where like before it's even happened, you know, oh, I got completely fooled on this one. This is about to be really embarrassing. <laughs> like I'm gonna miss this one badly. 
Uh, every once in a while, you take a you take a swing <laughs> on a pitch that's a really good pitch, or maybe a curveball or slider that ends up in the dirt that you didn't think was going to break, or didn't think it was going to break that much, and you start your swing and you wish you wouldn't have swung at that pitch, but you know that's that's part of the game. And you got to get back in there and you know keep competing. No, I get it. Uh, and by the way, your your contact and your rate has been so good that there have been very few of those as Heston Kerstad is with us here on GCR. Heston, what were the priorities for you? You know, when, when you knew it was going to be, you know, double A to start the season, what were, uh, other than just consistency, what were the priorities for you to say, hey, here's what I want to accomplish before, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be Norfolk first, but we know it's it's not that far away for you. Like, what was it that you want to accomplish between now and when you get that call to the bigs? For sure. Honestly, for me, it's just showing up every day and getting as good as I can and learning as much as I can. Just every day I have an opportunity to be at the field and get at bats and everything, just taking those opportunities and, you know, compounding them day after day, learning and using those opportunities to develop my skill set to be as good of a baseball player as I can for, you know, when I do get that opportunity going forward. Does it, does it in a way mean more to you now? Like, I, I know that's, it, it's, it's maybe trite, like, but given what you've been through, do you have a greater appreciation every day that you get to play baseball than you even maybe did before? Oh, for sure. You know, you, I got sidelined there for a little bit, so I definitely know what it's like to be away from the game and, you know, it wasn't it wasn't fun at all. I didn't enjoy it. So, you know, I probably have definitely way more enjoyment for playing every day and showing up to the parks than, you know, you did before that. Because before that, you never go through it. You just show up, and it's yeah. all you've ever known. So yeah. it gives you a little different perspective for sure. The way that things have changed for this organization, just in the short time from when you were drafted, right? And, like, I know that you probably already started to see it coming, when you were drafted, like you looked around like, hey, there's there's something happening here. But to have seen it come to fruition at the big league level and knowing, you know, I bring up Kobe, he's still there with you. There are still more guys even behind you that are coming. Does it does it add to the excitement of what you're doing? Like, dude, this is real. I might not be that far away from competing, not just in the bigs, but for a World Series at some point soon. Oh, for sure. That's like, you know, that's, I think that's a thing I look forward to in the future is not only making it to the big leagues, but making it to the big leagues and being able to play for a team that's super competitive every year, like the Orioles should be in the upcoming years. Cause you know, it's, it's fun playing baseball, but you know, it's, it's a lot more fun when you go out there and you're, you're winning all the time and competing for championships and everything like that. Yeah, that doesn't suck. Like, that's not so. No, it's, it's way it's way more enjoyable. That's <laughs> right. for sure. Um, all right, what's what's a, what off days? What do they look like for you at this point? Like when you get a Monday and you're not playing baseball, what are you doing with your time? Uh, you know, I'm normally normally uh sleeping in. That's for sure, sleeping in, and then you know, whenever I get up, I probably probably got some laundry I need to do and some. The housekeeping thing. It's like the, to keep it's up like the with. most boring like, off day I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a pretty I'm I'm a pretty boring guy. I don't I don't do too much. I may I may go hang out with some of the guys. We may try to go somewhere, whether it's 
whatever city we're in for the off day or maybe if we're at home we try to go adventure out and do something we haven't done but you know nothing nothing too crazy you may catch a movie or just kind of what's, what's kind of hang out try to try to relax and recharge so that way i'm I, ready to I go for the that. next week i respect that what's the last movie you saw uh, I went and saw Air. Okay. Uh, Nike movie. I have not seen it yet, and everyone has raved to me about it. Like, I have legitimately had people tell me they believe it could be an Oscar contender next year. Is is it yeah, that good? It's it's a really good movie. I don't I don't know anything on the Oscars or what it takes for that, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's worth watching. For okay. Sure. All right. I it's absolutely something I have to spend some time with. I finally just watched. Um, oh God, have you watched Cocaine Bear yet? By the way. Uh-uh. Dude, it's on Peacock now. Whatever you do, spend some time with Cocaine Bear. It is as much fun as uh, you're going to have watching a film. Like you are, you are going to be uh, this smile on your face will last for multiple hours after you have watched Cocaine Bear. I promise you on that. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to check right, it out. Trust me on that one. Um, I, you know, I, I meant to ask you this when you were up at the at Big League Camp. Was there anybody that you connected with that maybe you didn't know before? that you've kind of stayed in touch with? Were you able to like, create a relationship? I know you've gotten to know so many of these guys you know, over the years, but was there anyone that you connected with during that time that maybe you didn't know as well and that you've maybe been able to continue that connection since that point? For, for sure. Uh, James McCann, just because he, he – we went to the same universities, but – Makes all the sense in the so world, we kinda, right? Yeah, we, we knew some of the same people, but we didn't know each other, so we kind of you know, gelled over that a little bit, but then eventually – you know, he kind of, you know, he always gave me a little advice here and there. He's, you know, I think he's on like his ninth, maybe tenth year in the show. Yeah. Been, in a, been an all star, so he's, he has some great advice. Just, you know, taking care of his business and everything. Super great, great guy, great teammate, That's good player. Awesome. So he was, he was a good guy to be able to get some advice from and be around for camp for sure that's really cool were you the type that like when, when you saw me you had to go over and take a picture with him and send it back to somebody that you knew it would matter a lot to back at arkansas oh yeah 100 percent. yeah we, yeah there's a couple people that we're buddies with that we both keep in touch with that we had to send a picture to that, that's so cool man like i do that all the time by the way with people and i'm like i know this is going to seem stupid to you but come take a picture with me so i can send it to somebody else that i know it's no, 100%, that's cool for sure that's awesome man um uh hessen i guess i'd be remiss if i didn't ask just you know, like how, how you feeling like health wise like can you just tell me is there anything that you have to monitor that you have to watch out for or is it like not even a, a factor for you at this point nah there's there's nothing that's just feeling great don't really don't have to keep up with anything or anything like that just show up to the field and play ball that's, that's about it that's awesome and kill it jesus if you've been killing it uh, follow Heston on uh, on Instagram. It's at Heston Kerstad, of course, is how you can follow him. And also, of course, on Twitter, the same place. Uh, I don't know what else to say other than uh, we can't wait till it's here. Um, I, I know everybody in Bowie is enjoying you being there for as long as you can be there because you are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but we can't wait to see until it's the next stop. Congratulations on everything, man. Thank you so much for hopping back on with us this morning. We really appreciate Sounds it. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Good talking with you. Heston Kerstad. Um, you know, it's been ridiculous. Like, I, again, it almost feels like I, I hate saying it this way because you're talking about a human being. Right. But like it, it feels in a little bit of a way like found money. Right. Like I think for the most part, a lot of us were concerned that 
it was sadly going to prove to be a, a, a pick that wasn't going to work out and for no fault of the Orioles. I think we had accepted that at one point, that, like, boy, this stinks. It's it's a real shame. And now, given his production, going back to the fall to this point, it's it's like you're stealing another top guy in the system and a guy that you believe can be – I don't know, maybe even better than we originally expected. Remember, like a lot of people were down on yeah. Kerstead being the number two pick, thought the Orioles had reached. The numbers right now would say it ain't a reach. It might have been a steal. And again, I get it. You know, like he's got to get to the major league level and prove that. And he's already a bit of, bit of an advanced age because he's 24. But good God, man, he is OPSing over a thousand. You guys paying attention to what Eston Kerstad's doing? He's, what five homers through two weeks? Five homers. Um, he's he's getting on base at a nearly 400 clip, and he's OPSing at over 1100. Jeez, 1100. It's insane. And I get it. It's Double A. I'm not trying to oversell it, but it follow follows up him having a great spring training, a nut spring training, and that MVP performance in the fall league. This is not a fluke. This is sustained now over time for Heston Kerstad, and there is every reason to be as excited as we once were, if not more excited, about him potentially being that middle-of-the-order bat. Like, the, the guy that Anthony Santander has been, like, so close to being, like, he's flirted with, at times has been, like, you know, pretty legitimate in that capacity. This could be that bopper, big middle-of-the-order bat for the Orioles for the next, you know, five hopefully longer than that. Yeah. Um, it's a, there is so great reason to be excited about Heston Kerstad. Again, appreciate uh, the Bay Sox for coordinating that. And again, they will be back home next week. Fireworks next weekend. As always, go to BaySox.com in order to find out more. And you can win some tickets to check out the Bay Sox as well as all of the minor league teams in the area right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash contests. Four tickets to each of the local minor league baseball teams, plus an Easy Pass Maryland on-the-go transponder preloaded with $25 and a $50 gas card from Royal Farms to help you get around. you got to be 18 or older, and the sweepstakes ends June 14th. But get over to PressBoxOnline.com slash contests right now to sign up. We do that in partnership with our new print issue, which is available at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. The uh, Jackson Holiday illustration on the cover, but it's all about the fact that despite the first group of guys getting here, the Orioles are still loaded with talent that's to come, including Heston Kerstad and Kobe Mayo and Jackson Holiday there. So uh, make sure you go pick that up right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town. Okay, with all that said, back to Charles, who was giving us fighting words, and was setting up Saturday night the big fight out in Vegas. Like you said, big fight, probably one of the biggest fights of 2023, unless maybe some heavyweights step in later this year. But I'd say for boxing, the biggest fight this year. I think it's probably safe to assume right. that. Um, Which is funny. Normally they would try to do the biggest fight of the year on Cinco, Cinco de Mayo weekend. That's, you know, uh, I think, Canelo's fighting in mexico that weekend okay so that makes yeah. sense he's fighting, he's fighting a can though so yeah it makes all the sense in the world i mean it's it's fine whatever it's a canelo fight on cinco de mayo weekend that's what they want to do i get yeah. it weirdly for whatever reason i don't know how to explain it it was always kentucky derby cinco de mayo a big a big 
boxing-related Cinco de Mayo thing and um, a, Mar- a Marvel movie. Could always yeah. be counted yeah. on on the first weekend of May. And we're getting, of course, yeah, I think we, all- Kentucky Derby, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, and a Canelo fight. So you can always count on those things for that first weekend of May. That's was, the way wasn't there a Pacquiao-Mayweather fight after the Preakness one, like on Preakness Day? Uh, I could have sworn Pacquiao-Mayweather was that weekend. Oh, was, it, was that weekend? Maybe. I no, I was in, like was I was in Vegas Day. for Mayweather-De La Hoya, mm. which was definitely Cinco de Mayo week. We're the first weekend of May, for sure. I don't know yeah. if... I don't remember Pacquiao Mayweather. I remember I watched that fight over at Stan the Fan Charles's house. I do remember uh, that. Sounds like a good place to watch a fight. Uh, it was fun. We had a good group. Got a good. Uh, it, a, it a good group together to watch that fight. We had a fun time. I try to remember who was over there. I maybe Marty Bass might have been. Like he had a good. He had a good group of folks that got together to watch that fight that night. But I don't remember exactly who it was. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've, no, you're I've fine. Gotten this so just track. like uh, Mayweather and De La Hoya, uh, the scene will be taking place in T-Mobile Arena in way, Las Vegas. I, I, here, I, I want to give you just about how big this fight is. Oh, man. I, I don't want to say it out loud. I was asked to help someone get into the fight. The Mayweather. No, uh, to, to this uh, fight this, this on week. Saturday night. Okay. I was asked to ask a legitimate major sports superstar get into the fight. And I was told, dude, we can't help. Like, there's nothing we can do for, I don't want to show it on camera, that person, a legitimate oh, star. Wow. That dude runs that Legitimate star. I know. Or at least they can't get him in the football football stadium building. Here, you can come over here. I, I don't know if it's going to mean anything to, yeah. to, to you, I mean, Colson. Like, it's they not. Lo- they're not local. Man. That's a His legitimate major star. That oh, I he's, was, out, he's out of I was, Vegas now. I was, no, settle, maybe don't, maybe not, he'll. Don't give it away. <laughs> Charles. He'll probably be at the Apex that night, I would think. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably he's where he's been. He's been at a UFC. Event. I was, yeah. I was yeah. asked to uh, help out, and I ran it by a couple of different camps Man. and SOL. Nothing, wow. nothing we can do at this point. Big hit, an a, uh, Oakland A's player. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very, very good trying to well, say that. There's, there's not a play. No one can name an Oakland A's player. <laughs> Brett Rooker. Ramon Laureano. Oh, that's true. In Baltimore, we can name Rooker. And Ramon Laureano, I guess, people might be able to name because he's got a laser. And a and, and Esther Ruiz because he's on my face. No, you can name that. No one else <laughs> could name I, I Like, I know that Kevin Smith, who played at Maryland. Is the guy that they brought up, they called up yesterday, pitched it up for Mason Miller. He was throwing like 102 in the first inning. Oh, the fans in Las Vegas will have that to yeah. look forward to in the coming years. <laughs> They'll have that going for them. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, just uh, available on pay-per-view uh, via Showtime Sports. Um, pay-per-view ends at eight, uh, begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, and it's priced at 84.99. Yeah, that's that's uh, extraordinary. Yeah. I will not be tough. So I haven't decided what I'm doing because like I was hoping that a certain place that I like to go to to watch fights. Um, Is the beat ups in White Marsh. Uh well, Still I was I usually? was hoping the place next door to that uh, the, the, is the where DMV. I like, because it's not quite as crowded. Yeah. Like I've noticed that because it's a bigger space, right? It's never quite as crowded as the place next ne- your place that you referred yeah. to. Neither one of these places spend money with us, so okay. I don't try to give them a whole lot of. Uh, of they both uh, have a B and a D in their name. Yes, that's also true. Uh, wait. Well, okay. Well, well the they nickname. do. Yeah, yeah. You, I get it. I get what you were trying to say there. So. I don't know though. Like they always show the UFC fights, mm. but I don't know if they're showing this fight or not. And believe it or not, it's not the most coordinated website to try to get that information <laughs> from. So, I am in the market for somewhere to watch the fight on Saturday night. If uh, you're looking to go out, I would be willing to join you uh, because there is no chance that I am spending eighty five dollars. Come up to Manchester, hang out with me. My, where with my friends. are you ordering it? Uh, I th- I don't know if we're gonna order it, but we're. Where are you getting? Where are you getting eighty five dollars from? 
Wait, wait, wait. If, I mean, if, we're gonna if you're asking if I want to come up in a ha- oh, well, okay, divvying it up. If you're ordering it, that's a different conversation. Yeah. I'm just not going to come up and watch your stolen. Like, I'm not doing. Dude, I'm we're not sure yet. We're still in the fight. Why don't you come up and hang out with us? We don't have a concrete plan yet. So aside from the. Pay-per-view price crippling our wallets. Um, yeah. Both fighters have upped the stakes significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, this has uh, happened via the most gener- my generational way possible. Um, IG Live. Yeah, IG Live on a man by the name of Kai Sinat's live stream. Sure. He is a large uh, Twitch streamer in my generation and yeah. younger generations. Um, he's actually been banned on Twitch and uh, other platforms for just doing wild outlandish things um he had javante on his live stream and they uh kind of requested ryan garcia to join and they kind of went back and forth and up the stakes so, so when you say up the stakes like griffin is going I, to I, go I, ahead oh, and play the video, video. Yes. Oh, okay got it yes. cool got cool. you ready yo you want to bet yeah let's do it the whole i'm down thing. the whole let's do it. the whole person yeah, you hear me right. yes let's bet you hear me on the live let's bet so everything for sure that you Let's make a contract. Let's sign it, both of us. Let's do it. Okay, and if you if don't, you really want it. Call him up. Call him up. Call him All right, I have. You sure? Yeah, that's Why, it. Are you sure? I have some. I. Like when I say I don't, I don't believe this is legit. Right. It, I, like I want to be careful about that. What I don't believe, one, is that they're able to, like, you can say, hey, well, you agreed to that. If if there's something behind it, it's jive. It's that, you know, whether it's Mayweather or whoever it is got involved and said, we know there's X amount more dollars coming into this fight than we expected, so you can say that you're betting the whole per- and then uh, just and to then, build a little more promo. Yes, yeah. correct. Like nobody is actually going to not make money off of this fight. That's not going to be a thing that occurs here. Tank like, will say something after he wins. Yeah, hey, he's such a good guy. You know, I'll give him his. I'll give him his. You know, part, I, I, part I of his. I don't. I don't think that would be what it is. But they're, they're going to get. They'll be made whole in the process for doing something like this because whoever it is that's behind it, whether it's another sponsor, I, I don't know enough about this world. There's no chance there's actual legitimacy to the idea that somebody is going to not make money off of this fight. Not mm-hmm. going to occur. Um, but I get it. It's it, it got it got it worked. It got the attention that it wanted. It was effective. So I I get why it is they would tr- try to suggest something like that was happening. We watch a Damian Lillard's breakdown. It's the next uh, video. Dude, I think I'm good. No, I think I'm good on. I think I'm good on that. Yeah, all right, all right, so we'll move on to a recap and preview. Well, hang on, no, 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 no. It's the big thing this week. So the other the other couple things what? that you should know. I don't think that the actual pay per view card is going to include Truck Simpson's fight. I don't believe. So Lorenzo Truck Simpson, who's been a guest on the show a few times over the years, is a Baltimore fighter, is on the undercard. Um, it was something that Leonard Ellerby mentioned last week. I don't believe, like on the on the list of all of the fights, it's listed really far down. Like it's listed. And I'll see somewhere it's supposed to shift from DAZN to Sports uh, Showtime. A- yeah, I, that makes odd, that makes sense because in order to make all these parties work, yeah, yeah. so so maybe his fights on DAZN and then the the pay per view. So if I just don't, it's the there's ten fights listed on the card and it's the eighth of the ten fights that are listed on the card. So I'm just going to guess there will not be there will not be on the pay per view. Or it'll be on at five p.m. Right, but I, the pay per view normally only is like yeah. the last four or five fights, something like yeah. that, uh, well, for the pay per view. Well, it usually goes by hours, so however they can squeeze in 
in yeah, the but time they, slot. They don't. They just yeah. typically pick a certain. These are the fights. Mm-hmm. We put them on the pay per view. Everything else is streamed or just is only for the people that are in the arena. Whatever it is, um, it's sort of like the way the like now the UFC will put the. The funny part is they'll put the prelims on ESPN. But even even aren't there still some prelims that are only available? By ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the the way the UFC pay per view works, they usually do the early prelims, right. Or then, ESPN Plus. Then, then they then, go to ESPN or ESPN Two for the prelims, right. which is like four fights, and then the and then there's five card, there are five fights on, on the, the main pay-per-view. card, correct? Yeah. yeah. And so it's 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 not all that dissimilar in boxing. So I don't know if the Lorenzo Simpson that if that fight will be on zone. I'll look for that here in a second. But um, that's significant, obviously, as well. And then I was trying to look at the odds and figure out what I would bet. Right. So. Like, if you're going to bet Tank, you're probably going to bet him by knockout, right? Like, that's just the—he's a knockout artist, despite his size. Like, that's what he is. Um, that's minus 145 uh, by, for knockout. Points would be plus 550. Is it fair to say Garcia by points is probably more likely or a more safer bet? Than Tank by knockout? Just because I, I think he's playing him into the game of— Lure him out, lure him out, lure him out. Get him riled up, and then fight night, stick and move and jab. Well, I mean, I win by points. Well, I don't. I just don't know that I believe that Garcia is going to do that, right? Like I, he can talk a game, but everyone says how he's this high IQ fighter. We might see that high IQ work out in his benefit because I he knows not to step in the fire. I, 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 the argument is that if this would be the first time for Javante Davis, and it's interesting, right, because in recent years we had seen some deeper fights for Javante Davis than we had earlier on in his career, right? The last fight was eight rounds. Um, the fight before that, they had been a, there had been one that got all the way to the 12th, Right, but there still hasn't been. I mean, the fight to go the distance is to not go the distance is, or sorry, to go the distance is minus four ten. So like they, they, the odds are very. They expect it. They don't expect this fight to go. Wait, say that one more time. They don't expect the fight. The fight to go the distance is minus four ten. Is is to not go the distance. To not go the distance. Yes, correct. Yeah, be finished. Yeah, that's but that's because the again right right. So the overwhelming favorite is that Javante Davis. Javante Davis by knockout is minus one forty five. So I'm just trying to say like you you need a lot of things to work with you for Garcia to end up getting a decision. Well, I I think it's fair to say if Garcia is going to win, that's that's that you think his best route to victory is by getting it to points, right? If he's going to win, I think that. That's the way I wanted to present the question. What's more likely, Javante's best way to win or Ryan's best way to oh, win? Oh, Javante's best yeah. way to win by far. By far, it's that. But I guess if you think that you say, hey, look, I can get Garcia by points at plus 650, and if there's any chance for him right. to win, it's going to be by points. So may- You could sprinkle there. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know either. And I do think that Javante has shown a, a more of a willingness to go deeper into fights and more of that kind of Floyd mentality of just go win the fight, right? Like, don't give a, a rat's ass. And this is the most important fight that he's ever had to win. So it's totally possible that his camp has sort of said, don't go in there just looking for a knockout. Fight. Fight for a little while. If it presents itself, go for it. But fight. And if we got to go the distance, we'll go the distance if that's what's necessary. So we'll see. It's interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. I think we covered all that. What else? Um yeah, so just a quick recap of Kansas City this past weekend. Main event, Max Holloway did what he does, um, just outclassed another young guy. 
uh, Arnold Allen. Uh, he won most of the cards, uh, four to one or three to. Um, there were two great knee no- uh, knee knockouts uh, this past weekend. Edson Barboza, fan favorite, he vanquished a young contender as well, and uh, also um, Brandon Royval, who's a young up and coming flyweight. He got a great knee knockout against another up and coming uh, flyweight, Mateus Nicolau. Um, there was a little controversy there. That fight was All on right, the undercard. Right, doing too much. Got you. I love you. Doing too much. I know you care. Nobody else does. All right. All right. Next. We got to move. Moving on uh, to this weekend, the main event is uh, Sergey Pavlovich and Curtis Blades. Um, and my final thing that I had, have you guys ever heard of an ape index before? Ape index? I certainly have not. The ape index measures your arm span and reach relative uh, to your height. Okay. Um, that's all I'll leave. And the... Uh, Num- John Jones is number two in the ape index. Sounds about right. Number yeah. one would be Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah. Okay. It basically explain it basically is metrics and statistics of like what man is the most ape like, and Sergey Pavlovich <laughs> okay. is the winner. Um, okay. He has a he has the same reach as John Jones, but an inch shorter. Um, and actually, if um one of the fighters who has a negative ape index he's one of 10 is max holloway who was this past weekend is is, is there a huh. thought that pavlovich could he wins this fight then he gets jones if jones beats me mm-hmm. yes this is a very high level fight uh, yeah. uh pavlovich 17 and one curtis blaze 17 and three i'm pretty sure um curtis blaze is an yes. amazing fighter himself um I'm shocked. I'm though, really that he's not favored. sure who's gonna win. I'm uh, shocked that Blades is favored. Blades, it's favored. just his pedigree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Pavlovich is plus one fifty. Pavlovich has six straight, uh, sorry, five straight first round knockouts. Yeah, and, he's number one. Uh, he's like, number one in uh, knockdown efficiency and number one in significant strikes per round. And he's he just, he's got the shortest uh, time in the octagon per fight. Yeah, he just mows guys yeah. down. I mean, Derek Lewis tied to Avasar his last two knockouts, and I mean, he he shows that he doesn't get hit. I mean, obviously, obviously, he made them look like like bar fighters it'll be interesting to see if blades i guess survives the first round and then what happens after that because blades has shown that he can wrestle but this is basically the only option after a miocic fight right like mm-hmm. there's not yeah. really yeah. another, there, another there's nobody that can come yeah. well short of if somehow they get a deal done with francis right, right? Yes. Like, yeah as soon as francis gets done he's immediately in there well but, but I, I just don't know if that's yeah, ever gonna just, happen it doesn't, right? it doesn't francis like is it. legitimately boxing correct like that's actually happening right um, last time he talked, the last time he talked, yeah, he lets what BKFC. He um, Ugh, he better there was I mean, uh, he talk with he him, somebody. maybe working with Paul and PFL. But I would say with this fight with Pavlovich and Blade specifically, this is one of those. Even if you're not even a fan of combat sports, you walk by the TV and you're like, who are these large grown men just making each other bleed? And, and but this isn't an ESPN card. This is a plus card, right? Mm. Yeah, it yeah, is a plus card. It's yeah. a plus card. Yeah, full the entire card, prelims yeah. and main card. Yeah, it's not a sh- it's not a pay per view, yeah. but it's just a plus card. Yeah. Um, okay. But this fight should happen, I guess, right around like you know nine o'clock. So, so before, right before the before the tank, the tank, fight. The tank fight. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those if you got ESPN Plus and it's a. Uh, You're struggling with the stream, maybe Showtime. I don't if, know. If 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 they're at a point in the Showtime card on. where it's two guys, you by don't struggling know. with the stream, you mean you to get the illegal stream that you're going to be watching the fight on. That's what you're trying to no, refer no, to. No, I mean, like maybe Showtime has an issue. Yeah, I don't think that's what yeah. you're referring to. I think you're I would definitely nod else. this fight over any fight on the Showtime card other than Davis and Garcia. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit and two bit to wrap up the day. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Hartford Community College in Bel Air, Maryland, along with the National Junior College Athletic Association's Region 20, will host the 2023 NJCAA Men's Lacrosse National Championship May 13th and 14th at Hartford Sports Complex, 401 Thomas Run Road in Bel Air. Semifinals are on Saturday, May 13th. The National Championship is Sunday, May 14th. Catch the action for $10 each day. Tickets will be available in advance or at the gate on game day. Qualifying teams will be announced. What air conditioning company can save 50% of your energy cost and qualify you for up to $7,500 in rebates? A.J. Michaels. We do more, we do it better for less. In Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson looks at the pipeline of talent still to come for the Orioles. Diving in on last year's number one pick, Jackson Holiday, and other top prospects like Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kobe Mayo, and more. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles Orioles pitcher Kyle Gibson. And Bo Smolka breaks down what progress would mean for the team's 2022 draft picks in their second pro season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, winding down for a Thursday edition of the program. Again, appreciate Heston Kerstad for hopping on with us. Enjoyed that conversation. Had a, a fun little second hour of the program today. It's been really, really pleasant. Now... We, as we wind down, we need to get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right. Uh, let's see. So the Bucks won last night without Giannis. They scored 138 points. Uh, that is the most points in a game by a uh, team without their leading scorer from the regular season in a postseason game ever. That is... 138 without, I mean, without I, Giannis. Like, I, it, 
I didn't get to. I didn't watch any of that game. Right. Like I watched the Orioles and I had, yeah. a, I had a lacrosse game last night, so I didn't watch any of that game. I, I when I saw that, I was like, whoa, whoa, that's kind of wild. Yeah. But I just don't know what happened in the game. I don't know anything about. I can't speak to it. Yeah. I, I guess we never really talked about the Orioles. Jorge Mateo. I guess we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, it's it's concerning that he leaves. Of course, ironic that like then Frazier yeah, you know, ends up hitting a home run, run afterwards, inning. right? <laughs> like just kind of weird how that works. Um, and Kyle Bradish looked great. And, but the, I mean, the story to me, the, it's so funny because I do the, the silly man of the match thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like the story for me, as much as like Bradish's start was the story, Cano coming in, one out, two runners on. It's ridiculous what Cano appears to be. Now again, it's very early, and you know who knows how this works out. But remember, we were all a little bit iffy about the trades last summer. We were a little bit yeah, like, like, this eh, is what we're going. And I and again it required then Mike Elias to because he shoved his foot in his mouth, so then he had to go shove his foot in his mouth even more significantly by talking about liftoff afterwards. It was just a really bad stretch for the Orioles publicly. But if the facts of what comes out of it are, look, we think that Jorge Lopez was fool's gold, and in the process, we found Cano, who is proving to be. Very helpful. Great eighth inning guy. And that's yeah. only the first thing that you found. Certainly goes a long way to sort of justifying the decisions that were made. I mean, this is kind of, it really is kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, Jokic can, uh, continues to prove that he is, in fact, a unicorn. He is the first player in NBA history to ever average 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists through his first 50 career playoff games uh, after playing his uh, 50th career playoff game last night. I, 25, 10, and 5. I mean, it's, no one's ever done that to their first 50. I, but what do you make of it? Yeah. It's so funny because um, he doesn't. We were, win, talking, guess, we were talking to Monica McNutt from ESPN on the radio show the other day, and they were talking about MVP. And look, Joel Embiid's going to be the MVP, right? But she said, look, you know, before, because she ran off to do the, uh, she did the women's tournament this year for ESPN. So she wasn't doing quite as much NBA uh, down the stretch. She said, when I left to do the women's tournament, it was going to be Jokic, but then inside basketball circles, there was a lot of conversation about, can you, what does it mean for the history of basketball to have a three-time MVP that likely will never have won a championship? Like, is, are we missing something here? Are we screwing something up by being obsessed with certain numbers or what we've defined as value and forgetting that that's not really what it... I, it was an interesting thought process. It was just an interesting conversation yeah. to be had about, hey, like we all see what's happening. We all see the numbers are ridiculous. They're absurd. And to your point, it's he's a unicorn. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. But yet, does anybody believe the Nuggets are winning? I, I mean, no. we can say, even no. in a year where... Even in a year where it's wide open, where there are no favorites, where anybody could win, none of us think the Nuggets are winning. Right. None of us believe yeah. it. Now, they could change that, of course. He's but still, how old is Jokic? He's still young. Like, And also, it, it kind of doesn't matter because nobody believes that Jokic is going to win MVP now. We all you know know it's going to be Embiid. Uh, so speaking of 25 and 10 guys, uh, LeBron, did, it, it, despite the Lakers losing, he did have 25 points and 10 rebounds. His 88th career playoff game was 25 and 10. Yeah, don't, don't, don't tell Dylan Brooks. Yeah, yeah well, don't tell Dylan Brooks that he... 
He now has he's now tied for the most games, most playoff games all time with 88 uh, of 25 and 10. By the way, don't look now. Jorge Lopez is actually. I just wanted to check on that because I was like, maybe the Jorge Lopez is actually off to an outstanding yes, start. Yes, he he's off to an. I mean, uh, he has not allowed a. They're run. they're gonna have to go back to him as their like primary close. They were trying to like I think do sort of uh, a committee sorry. with Jahan. He, he allowed one unearned run. He has not allowed an earned run in eight appearances this season. At a boy. Um. So I mean, he should be the closer. I don't know why they they keep they like I don't, this, I don't, they like Doron. I don't, you care about that? I do not. I don't care who closes for the Minnesota Twins. But there it, are... it doesn't appear to be fool's gold. Charles might yeah. care. I don't. Don't care who they have. But it does not appear to be fool's gold, which is sort of what I was talking about with that trade. Like it does look like they've got something. That Jorge Lopez is off. I did not realize what an excellent start he was off to this season. There are eight other guys who have 40 or more games of 25 and 10 in the playoffs. Can you name the guy that LeBron is tied with for the most all-time and then uh, try to round, round out this top this top nine? 25 uh, so and LeBron 10. LeBron and eight other guys. Yes. Uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is on this list. He has 61 games of 25 and 10 in the playoffs. Who has just played an excess Shaq. amount of games? Shaq is who is who LeBron tied last uh-huh. night. Eighty-eight games of twenty-five and ten. So LeBron will set the record after his next twenty-five and ten. Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon is a correct guess. Sixty-two. One ahead. Carl of 10. Malone. Carl Malone also on this list. Seventy-five. Twenty-five right points. Yeah, twenty-five and ten. So you know, obviously, it Dirk takes Nowitzki. Off. Dirk is on this list. Is he yes, really? Yes. Wow. 44. 44 Who's going to be rebounding for them? I understand, but like he seventh on the list. He wasn't a yeah, consistent. Tyson Chandler for like well, a year Tyson and Chandler half. was unbelievable <laughs> when he was there. Yeah. Stealing rebounds from. Uh, yeah, it's opportunity questions that I have now for some of these guys. Lamarcus Aldridge. I might be stretching. Yeah, yeah that think, is a bit of a stretch. I don't see him on here. Uh, Less than twenty for him. Let me throw in. I'll still try Garnett. Uh, Garnett is not in the top yeah. nine. Okay. He has 22. Okay. I mean, yeah. David Robinson. David Robinson, also not in the top nine. 25 for David Robinson. What's the cutoff? Looking for 40 or more. 40 or more. Yeah. How about mm. Alonzo Mourning? No, not Alonzo Mourning. Patrick Ewing? Patrick Ewing, 30. Not in the top nine. I got to go back. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is third on this list, I, 85. I was, going, I was going way too modern yeah. here. 85, there's uh, one more old, older player and then a player from the 90s. Bill Russell. Not Bill Russell. That's a little surprising. It is. It is surprising. It always Bill finds Russell. a way to make it in. Alex Will, English. No, <laughs> not, really, not really his game. Yeah, not Alex English. Yeah. Uh, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain yeah. is eighth on the list, 42 such games for Will. Oscar Robertson? Not Oscar Robertson. Did put up a lot of triple doubles. There's no doubt about that. Uh, one more modern player, you mm, said. He's from the 90s. From so. the 90s. From the 90s? Yes. From the 90s and had... 41 games of 25 and 10 41 in the playoffs. games of 20. It's mm. not Sean Kemp, is it? That was gonna be it mine. is not Sean Kemp. Chris Webber? Not Chris Webber. Man. I mean, Dikemba Mutombo didn't score like that. No, not Mutombo. Oh, boy. You know, you're going to laugh, but he used to score a lot. Charles Barkley. It is Charles yeah, Barkley. People forget Charles he Barkley used to be a nine. scorer. Yep. Yeah. Like, you just think of him as a you know defender a and a rebounder, right? But, like, he did. Remember, he's only 6'3 or whatever. Like, he's not. It's, it's, 
you want to talk about unicorns. Like, that's one of the most... The Charles Barkley basketball story, because we just think of him as a pop culture figure, mm -hmm. never gets told enough. He's a great player. And it was a side story in The Last Dance that they like you were trying yeah. to explain from the 93 finals. But, like, it is very difficult to explain Charles Barkley, the basketball player, to anyone that didn't live it. It is a weird... Like, there was a time where he would shoot three-pointers. Like, it's difficult to explain. I, I guess Draymond Green is probably the closest thing that we could have to a Charles Barkley. I, but Draymond's man. not going to I can, well, I can we're not gonna to see find it. out. Gonna uh, see uh, the two guys tied, there are two guys tied for 39 games, Kevin Durant and Larry Bird. I was hoping you guys would name them. That's why I used that cutoff, so I could be, like, not on the list. Um, but Larry yeah, Bird I mean, and I guess, uh, Kevin Durant are right there. I mean, well. I guess it would have made sense to guess those guys, too. Yeah. I, guess. I guess those would have been very logical guesses. Yeah, yeah it's a 25 and 10. Most Charles Barkley's story guys. is so difficult to explain to everybody. It's just really, really hard to explain what Charles Barkley was to anyone because, again, you think of him as a rebounder, but he was a legit scorer for a good part of his Draymond life. Had one has one playoff game in his career with 25. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's, it's, that, and that's the difficult part. Like, Bar Barkley was a far more effective scorer. Like, Dray, but by size, like, it's explaining how Charles Barkley was able to do what he was able to do at his size is the far more difficult part of the story. Like, how do you explain? It was 6'6", but I don't know what he really was. A lot of people tell you he was really 6'3". Um, whatever he actually was to explain how he became a dominant rebounder, but then also, it's wild. It's wild, man. It's wild. It's a it's a crazy story. All right, uh, good. That was a good tidbit. That was a good one. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you today by PressBoxOnline.com/offers. Right now, get up to one thousand dollars in a deposit bonus match plus a fifty dollar free bet with DraftKings. But the only way to get that is to go to PressBoxOnline.com/offers. Click on the link and sign up that way. Tubular is brought to you by A.J. Michaels, expert and award-winning A.J. Michaels. Heating, A.C., plumbing, and home performance will improve your home's energy efficiency and comfort levels. A.C. season is coming up fast. New rebates and discounts are available. More at AJMichaels.com. No Orioles tonight, uh, but lots of playoffs. Uh, TNT for Sixers, Nets, Game 3 at 7.30. Kings, Warriors, Game 3 with no Draymond at 10. NBA TV. <laughs> For Suns Clippers game three uh, at 10:30. For my reportings, it uh, looks like you can sign in with your TV provider to watch it if your cable package but through has. through what app? Um, the NBA app. The NBA app will yeah. let me watch an NBA TV game. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna need. Unless you need to, there might be an NBA TV app, but I, that's I, okay. I need. I this is what I assigned you with today. Right. This was your task, Charles. Yeah. I need all I could find. Was I need to be able to know that when I go home. NBA I know a TV. site. I know a site. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I. Whatever you guys are doing on the dark web, dog, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up to Griffin's to watch the fight, and he's gonna be like, "Yeah, hey, you ever ate dog before?" That's what we have to do to get through. No, no, through. I'm not. We're not. We're not. I'm sick of just thinking about that, you jerk. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not. We're going to a legitimate. I'm going to a place of repute. That's what I'm going to do to watch the fight. Anyway, yeah, ESPN tonight. Lightning Maple Leafs game two at seven. Kraken Avalanche game two at nine thirty. TBS Rangers Devils game two at 7.30. Jets Golden Knights game two at 10. MLB Network Twins Red Sox at 1.30. If you want to see Jorge Lopez, maybe. Angels Yankees at 4.30. Dodgers Cubs 7.30. Mets Giants 10.30. Round one of the Zurich Classic at three on the Golf Channel. Impact Wrestling at eight on Axis TV. Non-sports highlights. 
A uh, couple. Jake Gyllenhaal will be on Jimmy Kimmel. His new movie, uh, The Covenant. It's like a war movie. Yeah. yeah. Which it's know, a Guy Ritchie to... movie, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So it is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Um, and so he so he gets his life saved by some uh, Afghani interpreter, and then he goes back. To, yeah, like, I've save I've seen this it. Guy. it. Like it yeah. looks like a good war movie. Yeah, it looks right? like the Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, it does. And he looks yeah. very handsome. He looks outstanding in it. Uh, Lisa Kudrow is going to be on James Corden. Uh, Rachel Wise will be on Pro- Stephen. Promoting a new season of Friends? Uh, what the, is Lisa Kudrow doing? The it? Comeback, some show? I don't know. I've never heard of it. That but does, The Comeback that's... Season 2. Oh, that sounds depressing, actually. That's what Lisa Kudrow is uh, oh, promoting. Oh, no. Uh, the Diplomat, new show on Netflix. It's like Carrie Russell is is the diplomat, and it's like a politics show on Netflix. Um, I'm not really. I mean, I guess it should be good. Like, you know, it's Netflix. But a but but some sort of politics show there. A Miss Davis new right, show. People, on people are saying that maybe the comeback is actually a pretty good show. Okay, good. All right, I don't know. check out Lisa Kudrow. Miss Davis on uh, Peacock. Uh, Betty Gilpin. She's a nun who has to find the Holy Grail, uh, but is also like resisting artificial intelligence with an underground of underground rebellion of like people. It, the trailer was super confusing. Uh, but I think that was probably kind of the point. I'm not really sure what to expect with this show. It's called Miss Davis on Peacock. So maybe the last Peacock show I liked, uh, you know, Poker Face. So might have to but give it a Brian chance. Brian Pal, you just sent me a link to sign up for League Pass. <laughs> yeah, How you much can. Is I'm, I'm not going to season. sign up for fifteen. I'm not. I don't want to pay fifteen dollars to watch the game sign tonight. Into your NBA TV, uh, your cable provider on NBA app and download that. Or okay. if you have Prime Video, they have NBA TV on Prime Video. Oh, now now we're talking. Prove it to me. Pull it up right now. Prove uh, it to me. That's via Amazon. I don't want to pay $15, Brian Powell. Why would I want to do that? The series One basketball game. Series finale of Star Trek Picard on uh, Paramount+. Plus. And then a new show on HBO Max, which I guess is going to be Max in two weeks. Just Max. Yes. So stupid. High Science uh, new show. You, you understand the the, the re- like the, I think one of the press releases or one of the quotes that was given about why they're changing the name is they were like, we want to make sure that you know it's not just HBO shows you can get here. You can get anything. And somebody get was like, Max. right, because it's a way of saying, we don't just have good shows. We also have complete shit. Like, that's what you're advertising by saying that. They've got good stuff. I like all the, uh, they got a lot of the DC animated shows, like the original Batman series were pretty good. Uh, sure, whatever. I don't. Uh, so high science, it's drunk history, but with science, and they're high instead of drunk. Okay, sure. You've missed the most important thing today. What is the most quasi from the Broken Lizard crew from? Uh, I thought you were gonna say Battlebots. No, the people that gave it. Well, we like. Uh, we do like, we Chris, like Rose Chris Rose a lot. He's a good dude. He loves us for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> he did say he wanted to do a longer form. We should do that with him. I like Chris Rose. I don't know how we track him down. We got to yeah. find out how to get in touch with Chris Rose because we always get him on through the Battlebots yeah. people. Maybe and and he and he likes over. coming on with us, which is wild, right? Like, cause I've got no, I've never, I don't think, maybe I've met Chris Rose. I don't know. He remembers you, and you don't remember him. Okay, all right, so that's legit. Subscribe. Hang on a second. Subs- what does subscribe and watch mean? You can start a seven day free seven day trial. free trial. I'm okay with. Okay, watch. I'll sign up for a free trial if I can cancel it immediately. We're going to sign up for a can. free trial, and then we're going to cancel it as soon as we sign maybe up. Maybe you should wait the- seven days in case they throw it on NBA TV again. Because if you cancel, you still get your seven days. Oh, okay. okay. That's the way all these free trials work. They still give you the seven days. So you sign up, you cancel okay. to make sure you don't forget to cancel. Later. Like, all right, well, we'll give it to you for the next six days. I'm going to okay. see if you can download NBA Apple. All right, yeah. Find out if I don't have to. Do, if I don't have to do that, it's better. One basketball game. You want me to pay money to watch one ba- I I have so many subscriptions. I have a billion subscriptions. You don't have enough. And cable. You don't have enough, apparently. God, you want me to sign up for something else to watch a basketball game tonight? And you got to buy that pay-per-view. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> $85.
Griffin's. Or I can go over to Griffin's house. And they can say, hey, we do this fun thing where we all uh, we all uh, light our nipples on fire before we watch. Free fight. A lot of, yeah, a lot of questions on. about things you do over there. All right. Uh, very good. Thanks today to Drew Forrester, I guess. Thanks also to Henry Tolker from Navy, Tyrese Chambers from Maryland, as well as to Heston Kerstad. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. ...tab at glennclarkradio.com. That was not a very inspired... Oh, my God. It's so good. You know, I don't know what that was. I didn't feel it. Uh, tomorrow, Stan the Fan will be here. We're going to talk to the pitching ninja, the yeah. elusive Rob Friedman. I don't know anything about Rob Friedman, but we all see his videos all over Twitter. Why Why did he get to become the pitching guy? Why he is started, that the case? I think he started it like right before like the COVID season. So like, he like started doing I, but I what is it? What are his qualifications? Is he just a guy? Am I going to regret this? this? Is my question. I don't think so. He does a lot of good stuff. Well, I know he's, like, the he's involved with Peacock and he's involved yeah. with like uh, Fox, I want to say. like the, the other people have put him over. This mm-hmm. I remember there being a guy that became like the quarterback guy on Twitter. And I kept saying, like, what are his qualifications that we've made him the quarterback guy? And I'm pretty sure he disappeared from Twitter about as quickly as his what the uh, uh, CN or CN or something like that. And I like somebody said you should put him on the show. I was like, well, what? How is he qualified? Like, what gives him the qualification to talk about the quarterback position? How did you spell his first name? C I A N. And he was just it was like the quarterback whisperer or something like that on Twitter. And everybody put over his quarterback work, and no one ever told me why he was qualified to be a quarterback expert of some sort and i never like in my life never got that hang on a second i'm gonna find it's the not guy not cn collins no fahey f-a-h-e-y i don't remember this guy dude <laughs> C he was he was like the he was known as like the quarterback whisperer cnf no. C- yeah, C C C I A N A F was his Twitter account. C I A N A F. He deleted his account. I can't find anything. I don't know what happened yeah. to this guy. He disappeared, and he had a rise, man. Like he was everywhere, and then all of a sudden he was gone, gone, daddy, gone. The love is gone. Don't know the story, but um, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty glad that I never put him on. I think I'm pretty glad that I never, I never put the guy. I over. mean, would you have regretted it? Like, is this? I don't know, man. Yeah. I know I that's always been a thing for me. It's like we just don't put anybody on. But like the, I am interested in the pitching ninja because everybody's putting them over. I mean, he's got legitimate jobs now. I just don't know where he came from. And his videos obviously are fa- he was doing a bunch about Kyle Bradish last night. Um it was a Felix Batista one that caught yeah, my attention like last week. Yeah, yeah and like a full like, YouTube breakdown. I, I was like, "Yo, yo." So yeah, we're going to talk to uh Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja. Also, uh Mike Bauman from the Orioles is going to join us tomorrow. He had the big pitching show. Scoreless ninth. Uh, yesterday he's off to a great start to the season so we'll chat with Mike Bauman as well and stuff and things stuff and stuff things. things thanks to everybody at Pressbox all of our great sponsors and partners including AJ Michaels Glory Days Grill Royal Farms Costas Inn Hartford Community College Birdland Sports your local Toyota dealer buyatoyota.com thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass thanks to Charles at charles.ap28 on Instagram mm-hmm. is how you follow him uh, what do we get? Do we get anything up on uh, TikTok this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the I got the top, uh, three the top three and the jelly bean video. Very good. Very I split that good. one up into two because it was a good amount of uh, uh, clips. That, that I might be that up. might be more than we needed to. We might have been able to just cut out. Some oh no! Of the clip. I only <laughs> took three three times that you said. All right. all right, go get a bean. All right, all right. Uh, at uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to follow us. Have a great Thursday evening. Go nobody. Or go Suns for me. Duke sucks.